0: into the polarized zone
1: <laughs>
0: where movies are <laughs> a whole lot of things but the most important thing is they're polarized
2: <laughs> polarized polar like co- it's cold too polarized
1: <laughs> <laughs> polar. <Burr. laughs>
0: <laughs> but on a more serious note, welcome to the podcast. This is Polarized Pod. This is a podcast about polarizing movies. Coming polarizing from in the, the s- South Pole or the <laughs> from Burr from Russia. We're we're in a spaceship right now. <laughs> It's buried underground, you say?
2: Ooh, chilly.
0: It's cold, but not cold enough to keep J.K. Simmons's biceps in his shirt.
2: (laughs) Hey, he said he's going to get his coat. Okay, he got his coat.
0: He didn't need a a coat. Those muscles will keep him warm any day of the goddamn week. (laughs) This is a podcast about J.K. Simmons and how buff he is. Oh my god. That could be the whole thing. That could be the whole thing. So whereabouts about Shredded Shredded Santa Claus was the reference, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he gave <laughs> a knowing oh. glance. Or Jacked <laughs> Grandpa. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Mm. He <laughs> but, had that uh, <laughs> uh, that palm was it Palm Springs body? Yeah, he what, oh he oh he, he had he that palm for originally. So I think he just OK, well, l- l- let me just finish I'm, getting, the ahead I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm like, getting ahead myself. You see we how distracting get into it
0: it. You, 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 Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> now, just, a, you know, a little little peek <laughs> as to what we're going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, this is a polarize the pod uh, a podcast about polarizing movies, polarizing in the sense of Rotten Tomatoes score. It could be critics love it. Audiences hate it, or vice versa. Today, we are talking the buff J.K. Simmons vehicle, The Tomorrow War.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I can do the... (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Slice.
0: <laughs> the <spoon laughs> Man himself. The, the yeah. spoon Man himself. Uh, yeah. you just got to
2: introduce yourself, my friend. Who, who are we talking about? Yeah. Did you already do that yet?
0: We are just chomping at the bit oh, to talk so, about this we're movie. So happy we're so hear. We're so jacked about and to be here. But uh, be my, name is, my name is Brandon Stables, and I couldn't talk about this movie with anybody else other than the two people we have. Spoiler alert, we got a guest. Um, with my co-host in we particular, though... Mr. James Lindsay. Yeah, how are you? Hey, I was going to ask that. (laughs) I'm doing well. How about you? (laughs) I'm doing great.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Fantastic. And uh... (laughs) then (laughs) the good I'm feeling good. And so, this is as uh, you know, as excited we're both, it seems like James seems excited, I seem excited, we're excited together. Um, we have a guest today, another one of these guest episodes, and which I hope to do so much more because this these are always fun to bring oh, in yeah. a new perspective. Just to also have, um, yeah, I don't know, it, it, me. James, you and I agree. I feel like on most things we can get into what we're more focused in or tuned into, mm-hmm. and those will differ. But overall through this, which has just been such a uh, kind of a fun thing about this is we're talking about polarized movies, but we end up we, you and me end up agreeing a majority of the time. No.
2: know. And a lot They're... of are like 60, 70 percenters lately are kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> It's, and it's kind of boring probably when everyone's all polarized and we're like yeah we're in the middle <laughs> right like they're just assuming i well we started I off with more like so like the romantic comedies that certain one side or the other didn't like a, about a boy or if we can can we talk about sweet the sweetest thing fiasco as well what happened with that or yeah is- we can
1: talk we, well
2: uh
0: yeah let's talk about it. anybody who's listening and watching out there we had a fiasco uh james take it away
2: Oh well we did uh the holiday last mm-hmm. time and uh we had a long discussions about Cameron Diaz and everyone's feelings about her uh and we thought it would be good to follow up with another Cameron Diaz vehicle if I can borrow a uh, the the term from Brandon mm-hmm. uh and we decided to do the sweetest thing um we recorded a whole long podcast just me and Brandon like like I think it was 2 hours about the sweetest thing this dumbass fucking uh just end it like and and it's we got into it we got fucking into it the, the sweetest thing we got into and uh i completely messed up the audio and my voice is not existent in the file so it's just all of Brandon's thoughts on, on everything. So that exists out there. I can put that out there and it'll just be Brandon talking. No one wants to hear that. No, no, <laughs> no response whatsoever. And it could just be like a little Brandon monologue about the sweetest thing. I could put that together if anyone's interested.
1: <laughs> yeah, let it. know. Uh, very let, interesting. Uh, let us know.
0: That would just, it would sound like the ramblings of a madman uh, <laughs> screaming out into a, uh, just a bottomless pit or an empty void. Uh, j- just trying to figure out Why Cameron Diaz is, you know, I well, I was gonna say why she was as popular as she was, but I think in in those ramblings, we got to it. We can't get into
2: it again now. No, we're
3: not. I was going to, I was going to play it to Pink Floyd's The Wall and see if it lined up. Oh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that, Hey, and that voice you're hearing is our guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Enough Enough. <laughs> bullshit, enough,
2: enough,
1: enough, enough, enough I yeah, hear no, more I, had, had, fiasco.
2: I had to take care of some business. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that out of the way out the out front. For like the, the one person out there is like, well, where's sweetest thing I've been waiting for? <laughs>
0: I mean, you said like, at nobody the end of the but, holiday, you were yeah. going to talk about the sweetest thing. What is this? Um, All right. I Yes. But uh, so we have a guest today, uh, a good friend of the two of ours, somebody who I thought about incorporating into this because of this movie where it's a sci fi movie. It's a science movie. It is something that this guest is I think overall like interested in and um, I, yeah, but also really into comedies as well. And as a funny guy, um, we have Mike Sims on the podcast, Mike, how the hell are you
3: guys? I could not be more excited. I am a longtime fan. And by long time, <laughs> I mean like the past couple of months, you guys have been doing this, but I, I've been popping in here and there and I, I love the show. I've also been working on my ventriloquism. I don't know if you guys can tell.
2: Yes, we're currently streaming on Twitch and Mike is frozen, um but he continues to speak through his frozen body. Uh and then every every now and then uh he'll come back in and, and then there'll be a different frame that'll freeze on and it's been pretty entertaining. Uh, Absolutely.
0: That is the benefit of watching the Twitch stream. Yeah, uh, f- so
2: we're yes. <laughs> so just a, a, a,
0: you,
2: you know, it's well, the sweetest thing where if somebody you were watching they would have been like, "Hey, dude, your audio isn't fucking working," but yeah. nobody was watching. <laughs> we didn't get to find out about that. So
0: um, <laughs> it's still our fault. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> we're yeah. not we're not blaming non-existent audience. Benefits.
2: Yeah, where were you guys? Come on, hey, where were you? But anyways, um, yeah. I want to I want to talk about. Since we got we got a guest and everything, I'm, before we get into the movie briefly, yeah. I was I was curious if we can get into maybe some of like Mike's movie interests or or maybe some some genres that you lean towards or if you have favorites. I don't know. Sometimes I have a hard time with the favorite question of like. Yeah, I was gonna thing. say. Uh, I know. Especially I was... like it's day of the week. I could pick something different, but maybe like certain leanings. Do you like a movie like Tomorrow War? Is this something up your up your alley, or is this a new experience for you? <laughs>
3: yeah i mean it's like brandon kind of nailed it because sci-fi is for sure like i mean i remember growing up one of my yeah. favorite movies as a kid like my family we watched close encounter the third kind oh, like cool. over and over and over again it's Right, such a good movie dude so freaking good richard dreyfuss steven yeah, spielberg everyone's like super fucking young right um so yeah very very cool to see to see like those kinds of movies but i there's like a difference between a movie like, you know, close encounters and then, uh, tomorrow war. But yeah, yes. I, I generally do like these movies and I, I'm very like excited to actually talk about this one because I have like pet peeves with these types of movies, but also like mm-hmm. at sometimes I'm just like, you know, this just looks cool. And i like, I'm excited about it. So, but yeah, overall genres like sci-fi is definitely something, um, I, I like
2: watching. Same dude. It's, it's something that I think, I don't know. Go- more lately, I, I think it's just, I would try to spread my interest as much as I can with whether it's, and I still try to do that, whether it's movies or books or whatever sort of medium I'm, I'm partaking in, but there was something that I accepted more recently about myself where I was just kind of like, I just really love sci-fi. <laughs> it's just like something <laughs> that like, I'm not going to be like trying to, Oh, I've done, I did a sci-fi book or movie already. I should have do something else it's like no i'm gonna do another sci-fi thing because i just that's just what i like i'm gonna that's gonna be my thing (laughs) yeah
0: it's cool stuff i genuinely love sci-fi as well one of my top five movies is blade runner and that's a science fiction movie as well and i love futurism and um I also, yeah, and so I love a story that is a classic story told in an environment that is in a distant future that you can then really, it allows you to project yourself into another reality. And that's, to me, so much of the appeal of sci-fi is, you know, getting to an experience, a different reality than yourselves, but still feeling like like giving you the opportunity in your mind to say how would i live how would i be how would i interact with this you know other world um and that's yeah it's just so fucking cool to get to experience that and i yeah i love sci-fi a lot i mean close encounters um of the Third, what is it? The, yeah, third kind. Third, third kind, kind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have, for yeah, some yeah. reason, I'm, I was thinking fourth kind. I don't know That's, why. There's only know. one
2: more. Yeah. I think the fourth kind is the last kind. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. No, there's like some horror movie, the fourth kind. It's like, I don't know if it's an exorcism or. Like, I thought. I no, I this the this was really scary. It was like an alien exorcism or some shit, or like an alien. Oh demon or i don't know there's yeah. an actual ranking like the i think when
3: uh, project blue book like in the 50s and stuff it was like the first kind the second that's how they classified like the rankings of right. uh of sightings and stuff so the third mm-hmm. kind is like actual seeing like ships and like interacting with aliens like third kind is pretty mm. pretty up there and then like the fourth kind i i don't know how far it goes but it's yeah it was an actual possession.
1: that movie
2: movie (laughs) looked like it was about possession like i I forget who who was it was like a possession exorcism movie almost it looked like and it was called the fourth kind and one of those Mm -hmm. horror movies where it's like based on a true story but you know that it's they just read like a newspaper clipping and then made up everything else from there or something (laughs) Yep. yep. you know Uh, I I'd
0: be so curious as to what the threshold is for being able to call this movie based on you know a true story.
2: Dude, you know, you could what call this uh, one based on a future true story? <laughs> <laughs> it's just yet to happen. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, it's tomorrow's it's... True story. <laughs> god, That's... I would immediately just bow out. I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so far up its ass. <laughs> this could happen. <laughs> Okay, so if, we, if you do not listen,
3: we just... actually. But Brandon, I wanted to because you brought up a good point about the whole yeah. like um, sci-fi thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like about it being actually believable. Because I think that's where the difference happens. Where I'm like, this is really good sci-fi, and like versus like, oh, this is just entertaining, right? Because like mm-hmm. really good sci-fi makes me believe that I could this could actually be mm-hmm. plausible, right? Yeah. Like an interstellar type thing. Right, where they explain how they're getting places and they're totally abiding by the laws of physics, like that kind of stuff. Really, <laughs> my I'm frozen image right now that kind of stuff looks really, really cool to me. Like, that's I, that stuff the, really sells me.
2: The difference, oh, yeah. maybe between like a, a fantasy movie and the sci fi movie, where I don't know, you just like I think sci- well, that's some of my favorite parts as well, where it's like, yeah, and I Brandon brought up you can imagine yourself in it, and there's just like some. Some, there's a there's a reality that you can rel- that you can relate with, but then something's off or something's different, something's changed, even so much so that even like I don't know like the Pentagon has gone to sci-fi movies and 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 movies to come up with their next ideas of of military defense or next next things that they're going to use because they lack the creativity <laughs> and Hollywood <laughs> has and that's what's so beautiful about sci-fi fan- and yeah and fantasy movies too of course. Is that's where creativity really thrives, I think, and sometimes mm-hmm. it takes that that uh, that leap to really imagine what's what's possible, um, and and yeah, there's movies that are a little bit more hard hard sci-fi, I guess. I'm not the best at classifying, but I yeah, know, like, I don't Den- know the Villeneuve, or he's made a rival and like that i mean and blade runner 2049 are i love those movies and uh so good god alex, how good was a alex, uh, oh my god alex garland, garland did uh um annihilation which is one of my favorite movies really really yeah. ever I, I just love that movie and uh ex machina those two movies <laughs> and those are just excellent examples of modern sci-fi movies that i i absolutely yeah. just adore um and it's so cool to have have voices uh kind of doing that kind of stuff and in weird weird sort of ways or uh i'm even thinking of like under was it under the skin that scarlett johansson weird, uh, yeah. scary movie? oh my god that was mm-hmm. um yeah well that's that's great well i mean i guess we got the perfect guest then brandon yeah.
0: well i yeah i think we do because i yeah i think the transition then is is that we just talked about uh great sci-fi movies that we like and so how does I mean, I, I think a good place to start is, is this—the not the thesis, but the rules of this movie of the Tomorrow War. Um, you don't want to
2: go through like plot-wise.
0: We can for sure. And I I think I think you have to cite plot points in order to uh, understand the rules of it. But I just I guess maybe we can just specifically get into plot points and move forward. But just right off the top, man, I felt like a dum-dum because I really uh, had a hard time understanding the rules of this movie. Yeah. And what why people were doing the things they were doing and how people were able to be in the places they were. Mm-hmm. And so much of that was not really clear to me. And maybe if I watched it again, I could potentially pick it up, but I think that's the, the critiques that, you know, just to start like formulating the critiques and how I feel about the plot and feel about this movie in general is It does not spend enough time or it's doing too much um, to, like, not, it, it doesn't understand its own rules. And it, at times, is smart about moving things so quickly that you're not supposed to, like, it signals to you that you're not supposed to think about it. Yeah, they're like
3: don't worry about it. Like, don't
0: worry about it. We're going to we're we got to get to where we're going, and like, just don't even worry about it. And man, it just it it was really kind of jarring because the front half of this movie to start getting into the plot points is we meet.
1: Yeah. What Chris, is, okay.
2: What do you so? Let's talk about the beginning. What do you guys think of the main main character introduction of, of Finn and and the and the party and the and well, really. I was going to ask, do you think the what do you think of the cold open cuz I was just going to say I, I found it I found that cold open kind of unnecessary and almost I... kind of like uh like lessened the impact a little bit of when that moment actually happened. If we can go beat by beat, I don't know, I just thought yeah, it was like no, this, totally. this kind of like Tyne movie and we can just kind of cover the there's big beats and set pieces I think that we can kind mm-hmm. of gravitate towards but that cold open kind of it, it was it was gripping but also at the same time it just it just seemed like something that was trying to like get your attention, but it didn't really serve a, a a service to like why you would need to see that early rather than when it happened, uh, as it happened. Uh, the but the best thing I can describe
3: moving. that that cold that cold open as is like when I was in like sixth grade English and my teacher was teaching me about like the attention getter, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna start the sentence with bang, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, get a little more creative than that, right? Like, you you don't just, like, open your sentence with that, like, try and think of why there's something big going on, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I completely agree with that. The other reason I don't like the the cold open is because in terms of, like, sound mixing in movies, I absolutely, one of my biggest pet peeves is when, like, I'm in my room, I just turn on the movie, and it was, like, <laughs> like you said, very gripping, very intense. It was loud. I was like, shoot, my volume is up. I turn it down. And then literally five seconds later, it goes into, like, right the, like, the party the house party right the christmas party whatever it is yeah i'm like i can barely hear anything anyone's saying and i'm like wait what the hell just happened like okay what was the whole was, point of this first and, like and 10 seconds of the movie
2: there was nothing that was uh different material than what was already shown in that scene later on in the movie it's the exact same thing yeah. and, and it just almost looked like a, a cut or an editing decision to to draw people into action and i think if i can make yeah, I won't go into like a whole my whole thesis or anything, but I, I will say that I do think that this movie might be m- more so an action movie and then a sci-fi movie because it For it's, sure. it's, it's just like focused on on the action element of it um, and the sci-fi caters to those action moments I I think and That's, and yeah. there it seemed like they were mo- like they were trying to time out the action in a way and I think maybe the beginning leading up to everything when he, before he time jumped on and all that stuff it's like let's get something in there to like let them know that shit's gonna go haywire (laughs) but when (laughs) shit actually did go haywire man i i was like fuck this is crazy but then also i was like oh i kind of already saw this and i was trying to imagine myself like seeing that moment for the first time as it was happening you know Mm. because that yeah that shit was crazy but yeah okay so that there's that cold open then you get introduced to him he's a former green beret and um he gets turned down had a, a job or what? some job yeah. i don't know exactly what that was like what he was applying for but he was used to how vague things are yeah <laughs> in this movie <laughs> and then he's at a party I, I... where it where it looks like no one's helping him carry anything in except like his but it's like his house it's his house right he's doing the trash and yeah. all that stuff but yeah i don't know just he's like the host no one's like oh can i get you can i help you with that they're just kind of like oh thanks anyways <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. Like he's the pizza guy in his own house. Everybody's just already at at his, you know, at the party (laughs) and he shows up, shows up late to his own thing. And, um, yeah, kind of inconsiderate a little bit. It seemed like where he, you know, he was doing his own thing and being kind of cagey about what was
3: going on. Um, Which I think that's foreshadowing for stuff later in the movie. Yeah. Cause like, I think they're really trying Everything to sell hard that it's like, Hey, this is like an unshattled, right? Absolutely. Like this, this, this life right now seems a little bit stale, right? This seems like right. things aren't going well. They were really trying to get that point across. I feel like early on because, you know, you get to the, the, uh, what's the name in movies, like basically the call to action where yeah, it's yeah that's a that's a fine way it's to describe it it's like the soccer yeah. game right because there, there's a soccer game on at the party right like they're watching yeah, the soccer cup. game is mm-hmm. it the world cup
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly that's, and then so that's the, why they all transport there to get everyone's attention the yeah. whole world is watching
3: but see that's where i like what you said about the action movie first thing or maybe like action sci-fi kind of thing but like all that stuff in this movie that's like one positive thing i will say like all the stuff looked really cool um especially with that soccer stadium like how when they went to the direct to that guy who's like going for goal right and then all of a sudden like all yeah, these people so, from yeah. the
2: future are coming in i was like dude mm-hmm. this is fucking sick like that's kind of cool yep yeah suspenseful i i thought and you know i i i will say i i i overall uh enjoyed this movie and uh the i thought the suspense of those moments were effective and um i totally ag- agree with like the the things don't make sense and it is convoluted uh, and, like, and very vague with everything, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's veering on almost a two and a half hour movie, and it would take kind of like those jumps to kind of get, get to be able to do everything that they were able to do within the movie, and I was happy to kind of like jump through some some stuff and 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 not get too bogged down with some of the rules. I really didn't want a movie that this kind of movie to be bogged down with rules it didn't have the time to like really go into some of the nitty, nitty-gritty of it and it did just kind of blow over on it and if i can totally understand if yeah if someone's not into that kind of like sci-fi kind of movie um yeah once more some kind of hard-hitting rather than action fun entertainment sort of thing and not really uh being drawn to this because it's just it's maybe kind of christopher nolan light a little bit like with kind of just like I mean, the, what, yeah. what if this and what if that and it's kind of has this l- sort of nice loop that comes together at the end as as well and it's uh um but yeah the action kind of takes takes precedent um but yeah that whole thing happens at the the soccer game and he has a moment with his daughter um who's Man, just a, you that, that sort of daughter like, doing this movie. I just uh, think of like what if I the could soccer. producing producing this movie? <laughs> <know>. well, yeah, <laughs> like for the, sure. Like the trans, was it Transcendence or whatever that Johnny Depp movie that he like produced? I could see it being kind of just like an an offshoot thing. But I was gonna bring up like his daughter and that sort of where and the, you, you realize at the end and even at that moment that a lot of the, what's happening right now is foreshadowing and almost unnatural mm-hmm. in certain ways, but. Because it is being set up, but just in general, I don't know, how do you guys feel about the super smart kid in movies that's just like way beyond their years and just kind of like, uh, I don't know, when she was not feeling well and he's kind of just like, and what's carbon di- dioxide called CO2 and... Uh, she was just like, like insanely smart and knew all these like crazy, like intelligent things. And I mean, that was setting up how amazing she was going to be later and all that stuff. Yeah, how she goes to it's MIT. Just delivering those lines when you when you can tell the kid has no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm, and then she's sure. like trying, to, trying to deliver that stuff. I don't know. That, that was something that kind of just like is a little heavy handed. <laughs> There's some heavy handed stuff in, <laughs> in this movie. There's a lot of heavy handed stuff, you know? Uh,
0: like, uh, what is it, Rachel Gilpin? I can't
1: remember.
0: No, Betty Gilpin. Um, Sorry, yeah, Betty. Um, She is taking care of... uh, war survivors and she's some sort of a uh, therapist or a uh, psychologist It's uh, kind of unclear. She's really given so little to do, which yeah. I think is mm-hmm. w- when you start getting into like potentially scathing indictments of it is, is like uh Betty Gilpin's character has very little agency and little to do. She's uh, her. Mm-hmm. You hear so much about relationship stuff with her and Chris P- Pratt from mm-hmm. their daughter. And it's all incredibly vague. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something really there where she has the she is the tools and it is her passion to help people in these situations and chris pratt then becomes that and the you know i'll just comment very briefly cuz we'll get to it but like you know he comes back and there that is an opportunity to allow those two characters to really have a moment that is give that gives them both more weight more um, interesting things to tackle and this movie never gets there because I think a really great thesis James and I think maybe Mike will agree as we'll just keep saying this is that this is just an action movie and the critiques that you make against this are somewhat not it's like you're it's almost like we're not understanding that this is just trying to be this thing and do and superimpose you know or want really selfishly, I I might add, want more commentary, more interesting things, be it the rules, be it, you know, all the government stuff. Like, it doesn't get into any government stuff other than make one person who's this like, I don't even know what he does. He's the
2: president, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, ooh, that guy was. Ooh, extremely ooh, ooh, just, yeah, I don't
0: know. Who knows? Yeah, there's no real commentary on it other than, well, countries don't like to work together. No. Okay, no, it's, you it's know.
2: not really about the commentary and it's not about necessarily having something to say beyond... It's not L- L- really to say. Uh, you know, I, I thought it did a pretty good job about having themes of trauma and PTSD, uh in in a way that 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 was uh transitioning from from (laughs) the war from being in a war to coming back and and being in almost just a completely different dimension or or something and and trying to come back to to real life and that whole moment of him coming back from the war and and i don't know i was really affected by how how they got that done And, and and even leading up to that they they planted you know they had the meeting with betty gilpin and and the survivors and 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 that whole thing and it seemed like there was just and he was uh you know green beret and he was and it seemed like he was dealing with his own version of it of trying to fit into a normal normal life and in whatever version that he thought that was and a lot of the characters that you know like the guy with the uh white is it white claw uh, white, white spike thing around his his neck and everything. He, he had that that bond with him. Really affected, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was. And his father. That, I that mean, that's well. a, yeah. And his father, it, Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. a big thing in this movie. That is a good, such a good point because it does I, it, it does bring up trauma a lot and tries to and it puts it on display for you to like understand the effects that a war will have on people. I just, I will go a step further. And again, I need to reel myself in because this is just an action movie. Is no, that there, we, there is never. Uh, okay, then I will. You know what? <laughs> then I will fucking critique. <laughs> you know I mean? There it is. But, um, Chris Pratt and J.K. Simmons never really get work through anything. Their relationship only gets better because Chris Pratt needs his dad to fly him into russia and then they're all good yeah
2: yeah I, I mean like that how you think you're gonna break that guy down you think you're gonna have a deep conversation well, he's, with jk simmons the most that he's he's gonna be vulnerable or tell you is just like hey you're not so bad (laughs) like you want to go grab a beer or something i don't know that would be like the closest thing yeah i love you or something was a what i got out of (laughs) him.
0: i I would go so far to say not even a trash compactor could break him down (laughs) given those muscles my god
2: do i have where's the soundboard do i have a soundboard (laughs) um but no i actually think that's a
3: that's a really good commentary about the uh because i think it was very subtle like i don't think they actually like steered in very heavy and like everything we're talking about was just very subtly uh hinted towards but i picked up on all of it but the other thing i picked up on too is like i kind of liked it about it was like the anarchy aspect because jk simmons was technically like an anarchist right he
2: was in in nom he was nom and then goes off the grid yeah.
3: exactly he's like he's like totally this anarchist and i kind of like that because it reminded me of like our forefathers right like it was almost like and especially when they like went to that whoever that president guy was i i'm saying with you guys i have no idea who that guy was <laughs> no, he's just, yeah they like, go to kids, like hey we should go there And then he's like no and they're like all right well we're gonna go anyway right like i like that kind uh-huh. of aspect i was like because i feel like our country kind of could almost use something like that and has seen some of that like now in the news, especially right with like everything that's been going on, there's even mm-hmm. um, like communities trying out like significantly reducing police funding and all this other stuff. So it was like kind of interesting to see those two ties, and I'm like, I kind of like that how I think we should be thinking about those things because, you know, I think that's a pretty big topic in in America today for sure. <laughs>
0: This just made me think of, and I, I really am um, asking for help on this. Is can you explain to me, either one of you or collectively, why normal people needed to be in the draft?
2: It just had to be people who were going to die. And that was what boiled down the draft. But everybody's going to die. Wait, what, uh, <laughs> so, who Who were going to be dead at the point that they were sending them
3: yeah because you couldn't because they be didn't alive. want a paradox
2: they didn't want them to yeah. meet themselves in the future yeah so that, oh, that, those, okay. and then the people that were training them were all young people that had not been born by the time it started or like right and so th- they, they would be that i had to like pause that and kind of think about that was the hardest little part to wrap okay. myself around like and then it was right mike it was like young people from the future coming yep. back that had not yep. been born by the time that they were Going to and they were training the people that were going to die before those young people were even born
3: Well, it's I think it's a mix I think it like or you were before either the very war young, started or whatever you're yeah. either very young Yeah, you're either very young um, Or you were not born yet So I'm pretty sure the people that the only the people that came back were people that were not alive yet So I think James is correct there because technically Chris Pratt's daughter in the movie was born and she did not come back in the initial wave mm-hmm. right
2: she stayed over in the future. And then the one uh, like leading person that kind of the woman that announced at the mm-hmm. at the soccer game where she's like I served under your daughter she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very striking
0: yeah. person. God, every awesome. time she was on screen, I was like just completely she captivated because yeah. she just yeah, she has was. she just has these piercing eyes and this just
2: very chiseled like yeah. face and, and just listen so the, straight. Mes- the message of the movie right at the beginning like really just the, such confidence yeah. And, yeah and she also didn't have a microphone and was able to project her voice to that whole stadium <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <This> <laughs> the techn- sure. they have the technology for it it's fine.
0: and and everybody in the world just accepted what they had to say is the truth well people was, were right it. Yeah, was, I, thought,
2: was, I thought the right I, it, like well people didn't like there was a lot of the montages of like newscasts kind of like stuff, the yeah. cheesy kind of like stereotype like tropey sort of shit and sci-fi sort of like let's go to the montage of all the news sources like reporting on everything to to move the exposition along because we can't have one character be able to express all these things that are happening worldwide but, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that people were just, like, right, Like, there was that element, maybe later a little bit more so, that they were just rioting and freaking out over over everything. leading Because if, if the world was told that, like, and I don't know, I was waiting for that commentary sort of, like, where so, were they? Okay. Yeah. They were the ones who actually started the war. There was going to be some sort of, like, loop where at the end they find out that they were the ones that created Ooh, the aliens. Really the interesting. Or, uh, or interesting. Something right. like I was really waiting for it to be, like, the daughter like started something by trying to like fix it because like everyone was so mm. paranoid and freaked out that a war was coming, that they actually, their paranoia started the, the that, war like started it. Yeah. And then that, oh, like would so be much more interesting would be like the perfect loop of, of mm-hmm. everything, you know, James,
3: you're giving this movie way too much credit. I had my expectations very low at the beginning.
2: Well, well that's the thing. is like, it, it, that'd be a, maybe a hard thing to explain or maybe you would have to get more into it. But the, whole fucking alien meeting the thing meeting edge of tomorrow. This is really what that movie, this movie was Yeah, like. for sure. Edge yeah. of tomorrow action meets like aliens and the thing, at the, the thing. thing. Uh, kind Kinda, of like, yeah. Oh, wow. At least I thought the, like world,
3: the world needs end. fast nine, honestly.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's such a better framing of that. Word Cause, cause w- w- I, this is also very, su- um, uh, space trooper or what is it? space troopers oh starship troopers starship troopers right sorry um very starship troopers vibe to me because in that movie there is a mandatory like enlistment um totally and you're fighting four-legged aliens <laughs> it's just kind of a <laughs> big, big a big thing that made me think of that movie. i'm like oh yeah
2: this is well, you know that, I, I was researching reviews and i'm stealing what i i not sure if I can pull it. I should, I should be giving someone credit, but that was one of the critics like didn't like this movie because they thought it was starship troopers without the satire or commentary, which is like an mm -hmm. excellent point, you know, because that's the the beautiful part about starship troopers is that like, it's very tongue in cheek, everything that's going on. And this movie's, I still think it's, it's not too self-serious to not be fun. And I, and I think the comedy doesn't overstay its welcome, which is like very hard to do. In this day and age, I feel like action movies and everything. Like, I think the comedy isn't great, but it's not so bad that you're like, "Man, someone just ripped a stinky fart in here, and I can't like focus." (laughs) Right?
1: I I can continue to enjoy
2: the movie. That didn't really land, but whatever, we can continue to enjoy the movie. I don't know because it was just it was handled more calmly than like I I still think a Jurassic World two or the comedy in that movie just made me really upset. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rather than like put me at ease and make me laugh and be like, oh, that was something, some comedic relief to let's get back to dinosaurs. I was just like, oh, now I'm upset.
0: I mean, so, uh, so much of that is to the credit of Sam Richardson,
2: right? Oh, he was great. Yeah, he's awesome.
0: Like, it just speaks volumes that he is such a genuine person that it comes out in his acting. And then the jokes that he's making land. I I don't I don't I think he was a little much at times or he was just too, like, corny. Sure. uh, For lack of a better term. But. It.
2: It, it was came his from job it, to be comedic relief and it wasn't like everyone else was doing that shit too and right i mean there was there was some and there was like it was just subtle i and then even the fucking mike mitchell stuff i know that i was just like like my i was perked up waiting for him to do stuff because yeah, i was yeah. like oh mike mitchell oh what was one of it oh man the, well it was his name sam richardson the part I I just think of some of the comedic beats. The part where he was like stuttering like when he was trying to explain this, I was trying to remember. He was it was so funny when he was like trying trying to explain something and he was stuttering to the guy with the claw yeah. when in And mm-hmm. it was so great. That's Sam and Richardson, then Mike yeah. Mike Mitchell like introducing himself like as Nora and she's like what's your name Nora? What's your name? Nora? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. was amazing. So great, so great, and, and then and the then, part uh, with the, yeah. the the Hummer Hummers or whatever they like got taken out, and then you you just everyone's freaking out, and then there's like a pause, and then a, and a beat, and you just hear in the background, oh what the hell, man! <laughs> just it's like Mike Mitchell just freaking out that like they took out all the Hummers that were about to save the day. Oh my god! You just hear him like <laughs> yelling in the background. Oh, I was cracking up. Anyways, just seeing I, him in the
3: background was fantastic.
2: Yeah, was so just
0: has that look on his face, or is just like,
3: <laughs> oh, what, what, Holy shit! What's going on here? <laughs> just, well, you know. I want to give him credit too, because I feel like he definitely lost weight for that movie. Like he looked pretty good. Because when we saw him in the in San Diego for their that podcast, I think they did uh-huh. the live recording podcast, and we mm-hmm. saw Nick Rager. Yeah, for Doughboys. Um, you know, using that as like a physical comparison to the last time I've seen him, and then looking at him in this movie, I was like, dang, he was actually looks pretty good i was dope from was like good job man
2: he had to do some training even mentioned is it in the podcast yeah he so talks about now it a i realize bit. when he talks about how old older people were out doing it then i was like dude you shouldn't be hard on yourself it's jk fucking simmons, it's simmons. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I could fucking bench press all of us bro i don't know um i'm curious though if
0: i don't think mike mitchell had any scenes of jk simmons Wonder if they no, saw each no, other. i'm
2: just saying they like went to camp training camp together all, all oh together, yeah that's whatever. right because
0: everybody needed uh yeah everybody had to Same go through Pride some sort of style. yeah some sort or of whatever, or whatever tropic thunder
2: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean that's that that scene of them i don't know okay well where, where, where are we so we're at recruit do you guys you guys want to go through re- recruiting and meeting everybody? We kind of talked about some of the yeah, people. Yeah, let's meet everybody. Well, real, quick, and, real quick, I just think we have through the to recruiting briefly process and getting
3: this wristband. What's up? We have to briefly mention the volcano guy because that was another. Thank,
0: oh uh, god, I was
2: gonna say that oh, <laughs> because we were talking about foreshadowing, and that was the most glaring oh example. Where you that like, was literally if this is not foreshadowing, then this is a pointless fucking thing to be in the like. There's no other reason for that to be there than to come up later, and when that did. It came, it, it came that, and then it came him going to his father. It's like I gotta go to volcano guy, and I go to my, go to my father, and it was just like mirroring the beginning of the movie yeah. that, that third yeah. act. Oh my exactly. god, that volcano guy! Sorry, did you have anything to say say about him? That was that was. Crazy.
3: No, no, it was literally just that because like we were transitioning into, and like we go into scenes I think where he's uh-huh. just literally like talking to his class. He's like, "Okay, you guys, like, because they just found out about the future war and nothing matters in the world anymore, right?" And he's like oh, teaching boy. his class, and then they're like. And what do we know? This kid wants to talk about. Everyone's like volcanoes. I'm like, okay, so now we know there's a guy who likes volcanoes. Because when you're uh, in it, you're just like, what?
2: Yeah, like, for there's sure. There's no other
3: reason this is in this movie. So like, you I know as that's
2: gonna. Okay, watcher,
3: I was like, this is gonna play into the movie later somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Because this kid's talking about volcanoes. I don't know, like right, like. So yeah, and then and then then we get to that point where it's basically just like okay. Chris Pratt is like, now nah, that's, that's essentially his like call to action where everyone feels like it's hopeless. And he's like, no, I'm going to go save the world for my daughter.
2: Well, he gets I'm his te- te- that text. Yeah. Right. After yeah. The- yeah. Like and he
3: has to go day, report, he has, uh... he has to go like report for the enlistment, which I thought was interesting too. Cause like, so basically he gets there and he finds out like the deployment is like only seven days long and we're mm-hmm. getting more into the rules, right. Where. This is yeah. another kind of thing that was weird because in the very beginning of the movie, right, it's like him falling and everyone's falling and we're getting close to that part where that actually happens. Yeah. And it's just so weird to see, like, all these rules where it's like, oh, yeah, the the white spikes, like, go to sleep on the seventh day. But then, like, right, we call that the Sabbath. They, yeah. yeah, but then they, like, show up before that. So it's like they were supposed to deploy on a certain day and then, like, I guess they had to go sooner because shit was hitting the fan. But like I was like, why even tell us that then? Like why not just have shit hit the fan? <laughs> you know, like let's just go. Totally. Yeah, and then
2: oh, man. it's it was again, I really enjoyed how this movie was paced and and how the information was, was parsed out. Um because yeah, I think after the fact, and if I were to watch it again, I would probably like start to think more about every little every little thing and start to question it and be like, well that doesn't really like it make yeah. make a bunch of sense but being like you know and i know you talked about this brand of just having certain characters be audience surrogates and and you kind of feel in that in that kind of thrust into the recruiting process of, and not knowing anything as chris pratt chris pratt in that moment kind of being like mm-hmm. that that surrogate in that situation sure. as well where it's just kind of like and even going and going to war and just being like you know uh yeah, I don't know, you just, like, I mean, a lot of those people, all, all I mean, that was, that was the point, they weren't young or whatever, but, and that was kind of an interesting dynamic as well, than not being young, but just not being familiar with, with, uh with the military, with, with battle, with, with uh, weaponry, and and all this stuff, and having all those people going in together to, to experience that was an interesting, yeah, sort of. Thing. Kind of a very
3: interesting point i think because the other thing i feel like i should probably now in hindsight like feel like i should give a little bit more forgiveness of the movie for is it's also not placed like that far into the future i'm pretty sure when they go it's like only like 30 or 50 50 years later something like that maybe yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. so so i i do think that the fact that everything feels rushed and a lot of things don't make sense actually might be an okay thing um just because of that reason because another big problem i had was like okay, so you have this awesome technology that can literally take you for a one-week vacation, essentially, but it's not a vacation. You're going to fight a war. And then you come back no matter what. But it's like you couldn't get them an easier landing. Like, the, the 30% oh of the people God. only make it back. And then I found out why immediately when they went. Because I was like, well, you just got people falling from the sky. So hopefully well, there's a well, pool like Chris Pratt. Or well, that,
2: that one was, was there. There was an error. There was an error, right. right but right they still they said... Again. That regardless,
0: it would be it would be five to ten feet off the ground regardless. okay. there was an air which then shot them all the way up into the 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 clouds, which I looked into this. So they fall from the sky, a cloud level into a pool that would kill you.
2: Oh, for sure. 100 oh. yeah, 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 percent yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, would kill you. Yeah, you it would got, be. Yeah, you got I, I looked go. it up. They said that it would be equivalent to that's cement you falling like, on cement. concrete. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean that. Yeah. Well, my thing was like when they come back at the end. Even where do they land? Mm-hmm. Fucking concrete. Even if you are five to t- ten vi, you guys can't get a fucking pad. You guys <laughs> you can't get some pants. like some like little night like a little bit more of a padded area to put your fucking time machine like you gotta have concrete for everyone to just like there, are, this dude's arms okay. off, and he's got to land on fucking concrete from ten feet in the air. Like people are gonna break their fucking necks.
0: Dude, you're gonna, you're crippling your army the second they get there because they're falling ten feet. It's yeah. like, and then you made a point that it's like non-military. It's like older people. It's whatever. And then you can't. They're dropping them from ten feet. Are you fucking? Kidding? If you drop me from ten feet right now, I would probably have to fucking walk it off for like a week and a half. <laughs> you're you're definitely not giving them, like, a good start. You're not giving it. And, okay, so the question that I have is, is like, why the rush? What
2: is – so we have a war that is going to start in – They're running out of people or, I don't know, just like the – Okay, what is that? They're living on borrowed time. (laughs) They're definitely living on borrowed time. (laughs) But – And everything's all segmented with – I don't know. I'm sure different nations are handling it differently. So it's just kind of – I'm sure it's like, oh, you got to handle your own, like U.S. – you just gotta handle handle your. They own did
3: stuff explain stuff, too that there was only like at the time that they like were ready to go. I'm pretty sure they said there was only five hundred thousand humans left on the on the earth, like in the future. So they oh, were yeah. like, I "Hey, we're, we're that's why they kept saying we're living 000. on borrowed time." They're like, "We're pretty much out of time. Like this is it. This is our last shot." Like so,
0: I so that is the fundamental part of this movie that I don't understand. Then is that they said they said it multiple times, like we only have. X amount of people left on the planet, like, and that becomes this weird like benchmark throughout the thing. I just don't get. Okay, so my understanding is is that the uh, global warming causes Russia to thaw, which then opens up the spaceship for the aliens to come out. Which, I mean, if that really was the case, how did they get
2: Antarctica and then it like lands in Russia, or is it? I I don't think it's Russia. Russia. I thought I remembered it was. I think it's Antarctica, Antarctica and then it, like was... makes it to Russia or some shit. Oh, uh, okay, or something. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Honestly, I don't Actually, think so because there's. I remember seeing. Uh,
3: like they have a news thing no, afterwards. No, 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 no. It was a they're... Russian research center, but I think it was in Antarctica.
2: And then it like, oh no no, know, no it's, it's Russia. It's Russia. It is in Russia. Russia. Yeah, where the where the yeah, yeah where they find the thing. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. But, but you're
3: so, right, they I talk about like the about. impact crater or whatever. They talk about the impact crater in Russia.
2: Right. And then they also need JK
0: Simmons to fly into Russia and he's the only one yeah. that can fly into Russia. It's like again, Clearly. like Are you Oh, there's yeah. two
2: DSX Ex thing. It's the volcano thing and then J I mean JK Simmons is a char- is a character that's that's more believable to have that sort of a strange father sort of coming to the rescue for his son has a little bit more weight to it, rather than just like, "Hey, this dumbass kid has talk, really likes fucking volcanoes." Like, <laughs> he's not dumbass. Just he's really smart put, about volcanoes. He's super smart. Yeah. You know what? Ball i
0: genuinely love to that moment with sam richardson's where he's like man i would kill for the for this moment when i was in high school that I was, was like, funny. Oh, Dude, i really was felt that i was like oh man that is so <laughs> so great to like add some momentum to that and add some weight to it fucking crushed it i love mm-hmm. that um
2: so so they're so they're drafted yeah. they go through the the wormhole and i thought that was like I don't know. I thought that like, did you guys like the the time machine thing of them getting sucked up into the ceiling? I I thought the sound effects and and yeah, the music and 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 like you were saying, Mike, how everything looked like was faces. suspenseful and exciting to 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 yeah. see how they did it and kind of different than um I've I've seen it before. And then yep. fall, I that falling from the clouds. I thought that was like very effective. I don't. I thought I totally. Was, I was freaking out, especially again like when I saw it like not not the cold open, but later on, like the the full extent of the scene, people just smacking into buildings. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it was uh, fucking rough. I was like, holy uh, shit. And I, I was like, but then at a certain point, and maybe this is weird. How is this weird to, me to say? But I was like, they could have gone a bit further. I don't know. There's some sort of thing where like this, this had edge to it, more edge than I thought of like kind of being very gritty. But there was also some sort of like, it could it could have pushed things even a little bit. That's a, I don't know. I don't want to criticize you more, so too it much. So this PG thirteen, PG yeah. There was it's PG-13. Like PG thirteen. They had some really good, uh, really good suspense, suspense and like creepy moments and 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 uh, scary imagery. But falling from the clouds and just like that. Oh man, that was just like very scary way to just be sent into the future. Man, like I was. It, set, think, the, like it set the so theme, exciting. honestly.
3: It set yeah. the theme for me. Like, what they what they were about to do, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, now we're starting to get into the thick of it. And then we also, that's when we get our, like, basic first introduction into to a white spike. And I, I really like the way those look. I thought those that's... looked really cool. That first like introduction that whole, was,
2: was really good. Yeah, it was like yeah. looking up the stairwell and it just kind of like had the light on it and was making that crazy fucking sound. Well, you could
3: yeah. see like anatomically how they were advantageous to humans like that. They did very well, I think. Like, it's like, okay, you can really quickly understand why these things are dangerous and, you know, like <laughs> like how cool they are because they had shields, right? They had like reactive armor that could like, like they could cover themselves with and, and, they like and f- then they, uh, they had the spikes that they shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that was that was. I thought those were really cool. I, I was like a big fan of the white spikes. I was like these are cool. They were
2: there were much, this... much cooler yeah. than I thought they would be. I think going into this movie, I did not think that I was going to like it. And uh, yeah, I, totally. A part of the reason was was when I watched the trailer and, and like the commercials and, and everything for it. What I would see is a bunch of alien mob things attacking like cities and people and stuff. And I'm like, I think I, maybe it's just a bit. Saturated with the Marvel stuff. So I hate to say it, but it's like, mm-hmm. like a lot of the Marvel third acts is like a mob of aliens coming to Earth and attacking and everything. Go, but watching the movie, they built it up in a really effective way, and I didn't. I was not sick of the aliens, and I thought they explored it. Um, their yeah, their anatomy and and the world building around them was was just enough where I was spooked out by them and, and didn't get sick of them because they do use them. They use them a lot. I mean, I seen the armies of, of a mob, you you know, you, you would think you would, a lot of times you start to care less about it and you're like disaffected by, by everything. But I think, yeah, having that queen was like aliens, you know, where it, it put more of like a hierarchy to it, like a queen bee sort of thing. And then she brought it in, and researched it, and I and I thought that uh, brought a little bit more um, just information, and you know, you don't feel for the aliens, and I didn't. I'm glad it didn't go that route, and like, oh, they're actually just trying to like feed their mother, and
1: yeah, know, it's, <laughs> it's our
2: fault because we ruined the world, and and they just they just want to get along but it's it's the humans totally. that destroy it. and it was just like no they just want to fucking
1: eat <laughs> they just like yeah. We're, yeah.
2: we are food and they want to eat and i, like, this is I was bad. just like <laughs> they were just an evil mob and i kind of liked how flat and straightforward a lot of those things were because then yeah, they just had fun man I, don't know. I, had, I had i had fun watching it but uh yeah so they they land in the buildings and they go and uh, they're already getting directed by Chris Pratt's daughter, which I don't know. Do you guys already know that that was, her, that was his daughter by that point? Because I kind of figured. Well, I'm
3: pretty sure they say yeah. like early on, and it's like super obvious at that
2: point. Oh, really? I didn't even hear that, but I was just like, she's like a... I don't know, she's in Handmaid's Tale. I, did, I didn't watch all that show, but she's in that. She's really great in that in that show, and she's a big actress and everything, so I, I don't know, I just figured she wouldn't be in like a smaller part, and I figured she, she'd be in it more, and I, I was just like all the buildup with the daughter. I was just like, "There, she's going to come back later as an older, yeah. older woman. I yeah. Guess. And, and she's so smart. She's going to like do something. I don't know. I didn't see it coming. Like I didn't see it coming that was, way, but like yeah. right
3: when I saw the forester thing, um, I was like, oh, that's yep. the daughter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Which
0: they were p- kind of pretty straightforward about is Cause there's that interaction with the two of them and they're standing there and he accepts the, like the person talking, to him because he says Forrester and he's like, Oh, I haven't been, you know, called Sergeant, uh, you know, a long time. And then you have that interaction where it makes it clear. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't consider it even before it happened because we've just been introduced to so many characters. And then the movie also sets a precedent pretty early on with, unfortunately with Mike Mitchell, where (laughs) it will give characters the time of day and then just kill them. Like I seriously yeah. thought that we were going to see, uh, Mike Mitchell come back. Like maybe it was something to do with the time of it all. Mary Lynn as well. Like mm-hmm. both of them. Now I get, after listening to I the like that, boys. What,
2: I, I, yeah. I, I like that because that was like the other guy I was just saying, it's like, you can't care about these people. You can't train. them And that was just kind of like mm-hmm. that challenge to him of like, of his character of like, am I going to stop trying and caring and, 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 uh protecting people and and that was kind of that that trauma thing a little bit too kind of just like how much are you going to let this affect, affect you and, and your outward look on let this affect it's gonna it's gonna affect but your it affects your outward look on on everything as well and and those people those people were so hardened by by war and and everything that um they yeah i don't know it was just one of those things just imagine putting like older people in a situation like that i don't know it just seemed like that's what would happen is they just get get fucked up and i'd kind of like that the launched in that situation immediately just started killing a bunch of people
1: <laughs> Dude, just for to like real.
2: set the stakes of like no one's fucking safe and these things are brutal and like they were doing some some really like hardcore stuff to these <laughs> to these people
3: I yeah think, uh, I, th- I think i'm like, with Brandon on that one because I, I think I was just more so surprised by it. Like I knew yeah. a lot of those people were going to die for exactly those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would have been like, well, this is very incredible. if like all of these people like all of a sudden gain like superpowers when they get into the future. Right. Like to be a whole nother thing <laughs> if that started happening. But um I, I think I was still just surprised because everything happened so quickly. Like I was expecting mm-hmm. to see, you know, a little bit more development. But it's like, no, pretty much right off the bat, you lose like it's down to like five people, like five or six mm-hmm. people like pretty quick and Sam Richardson that, is oh. kind of like
2: that uh I guess surrogate for those those people he kind of represents like the the average exactly. average the one that made been, it and mm-hmm. caught up in all of this
0: yeah I guess I just I didn't feel the weight that you're describing I can understand that being in a better movie but I don't think this movie in my mind effectively does that where I feel the like I feel the um that chris pratt feels the loss of those people i think it because it moves into the daughter stuff almost immediately after that so there really isn't so much of like the weight of people being lost and dying in this war it's just more so gets very specific to what's happening in his life and what is the future of his life so it just then becomes a Loss of comedy and fun. And then if you were to champion this as an action movie, it's not that like, again, Sam Richardson is fun, but this movie I don't think is all that fun. And especially because Chris Pratt has been the uh, main, the lead in other action movies, and he is more fun in those so when he plays a role like this and this is also my scathing indictment of the new jurassic parks that he's in is that he
2: Uh, is that character in that one
0: sucks (laughs) like he is such an asshole and a dick and it just it doesn't work he makes fun of people like i would say he is mean in jurassic park series where he makes fun of people it is so, so far better in Guardians of the Galaxy, where he there's a vulnerability, but there's always a lighthearted, compassionate, enthusiastic individual there. What did you think of his performance in this? I thought his performance fit the film, for sure. And I'm not... uh, This was coming off of, like, I just missed the comedy in the movie, which was removed because Mary Lynn and Mike Mitchell were removed out of the movie very quickly. Because, I mean, really, they die at the the end of the first jump which is I mean you get to the jump within the first 20 minutes of the movie and then they're dead by like
3: they basically get out of the building. 30 like,
0: 35 minutes yeah. into the like into the movie maybe uh, give or take 10 minutes well not take but give it 40 <laughs> anyways I got you <laughs> we don't
2: need to get in the rules of that um <laughs> I but yeah, I just m- to, missed comedy. I thought he was a great. It was a it was a great performance by him. I I don't know. There's it something was about, a great performance about, by him. Uh, his his soft spots came out and like the dramatic points, and then he was like kind of deadpan with his comedy, which wasn't um. It wasn't like too overbearing, goofy Chris Pratt sort of thing. But then like. I don't know him interacting with a uh, with his daughter and the kid and everything. He just seems like so natural with kids and and all that. It just was really good cool. yeah, for sure to see him be like. I feel like he he'd be a good dad <laughs> or just like a fun yeah. uncle or something like that. Just like you could see him goofing around just like very naturally in in those sort of moments and um and just uh, I could his his uh, emotional range I thought was 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 pretty great uh f- to express a lot of the things with. Uh, his his grown up daughter. It's just like a lot a lot of uh, totally pa- emotional pathways that you have to uh, express with with your with yourself um, going through those things. That being said, I do think the moment with them researching the mother alien and that whole sequence just drags the movie to a halt and is my my least favorite part of the movie is is how, how like. I feel I feel like elongated that that sequences, and I was trying to find the point of it. Besides, just like there's a fair amount of montages to move exposition along, and watching numbers go up on a screen of like Bond, fifty percent, Bond, sixty <laughs> percent, Bond, seventy percent, and then be, being like, ah, oh, we gotta get this, ah, oh, we gotta get that. It was just kind of like they had their moments to connect, and 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 sh- they're both great great uh, performances from them, but it just didn't really go anywhere for me. Besides the fact that she's like. A hard worker and she discusses like the history with them uh but that's on the beach more so if they just had that scene on the beach where she's expressing everything that happened between the two of them when he was uh when he left i thought that would have been enough the all the extra stuff and then like her her other buddy that she he like comes in never talked to this dude once he has like one line when they're trying to capture the mother and he's just like yeah she works too hard. <laughs> oh my God. That <laughs> just guy's like, mustache yeah. too. Why, why do we need this right now? just like, yeah, man, like she just won't. Persistence. Yeah. Per- and it's just like, why? That was completely pointless to me. I'm just like, man. This... Were they
0: fucking? Was that the whole insinuation? Oh, maybe. Is the, oh, maybe, Is that, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I got that type of vibe that they were fucking and like, yeah. he's in love with her. Okay. But again, they're, you didn't need that character to tell you that she is persistent. Maybe I think there is an like maybe some type of like writing rule or thing where it is good to add validity to a person's actions through the opinion of somebody else. And so like we needed that person to comment uh, kind of from the outside of how she's doing because mm-hmm. they're not at that point in their relationship where she's going to tell him how she's feeling. But the problem is, is that we just got done with some real emotional work that I think you just got to keep keep that going a little bit more, maybe, or step on the gas and. I, I just not... thought it
1: was
2: accomplished in that beach scene where she was expressing. Right. Thought, yeah. Or in, that that was a great. And she pretty much is a monologue by her and, and she's saying everything that happened and I thought that uh accomplished a lot of what needed to be done. I guess the sort of thing of like he helped create the toxin and that's why she needed him to come back was to help her or something. But then even that was like he the whole conflict there was like him going to her and be like, Hey, let me help you and she's like, No, I don't need your help and then he goes away and then talks to buddy buddy old pal over there. And he's like, ah, oh, man, yeah, she just works too hard. And he comes back, he's like, please let me help you. And then he does, and then it works. So it's like, do you want me to help you? Do you not, do you not want me to help you? Like, why am I here? Why did you pick me, your father, to come back of all these people? Like, if you don't want me to help you with this toxin. Um, but he does. But if that was just a little bit more streamlined, I think that would have totally. helped this movie a lot. Like, cut it to, like, a closer to a two-hour sort of thing. Because looking back on it, that provided the least... I mean the emotional weight of of her dying in that moment him coming back and all the trauma traumatic stuff that he went through and then coming back to the real life and then seeing his daughter the emotional weight of that moment was informed by some of that uh of what happened but I still think it could have yeah could have been streamlined that that moment on the beach was really great and I, they could have uh, focused really just on that and moved it along it was cool seeing the alien up close kind of but i don't know i would if anything i'd just get into the body horror of the alien and start like really dissecting it and looking at or not dissecting it but being like uh i don't know what is the zombie movie where they're just like dissecting the zombie and shit (laughs)
1: just yeah
2: you know whatever i
3: think i think actually we already talked about arrival where um what's his name jason ritter where is that his name no yeah Uh, Yeah, where he's like talking about the heptopods. He's like, a heptopod has this, this, and that. It can do this. We know this. We know that. It's like I would have liked something more like that instead of like what they had. What they had like with what you guys are talking about, um, the relationship. Like I I would just want – I would completely like to skip that part. Like I think that was accomplished at the beach scene like James said like 100%. Totally. Uh, And
2: at the beginning when she was a girl, you know.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like they, they were foreshadowing. Heavy, very early on in the movie. So, like, all that stuff was like pretty, pretty, like, explained, I think. Um, and, and even if yeah, I just, just I like, thought it was oh, so like... weird.
2: Oh, sorry, continue.
3: Well, I was just going to say that I just thought it was, like, so, so weird that that, that part, like, the montage part mm-hmm. just made no sense to me at all. Like, it was obvious that Chris Pat was needed <laughs> to help, like, to bring it back, right? Mm-hmm. Because, for the whole paradox reason, like, the daughter, even if she were to, um, like, even whatever the outcome were to be with the daughter, in the future, like, Chris Pat had to go back because the daughter couldn't go back, right? Because they yeah. wanted to avoid, like, the whole paradox thing. So it's it like, no matter what, you need him. That's what, what I was just
2: going to say, too. Yeah, it was just like, why was he so hung up about that? He's just like, I can't leave you. It's like, what do you think? Well, I guess you didn't expect to meet your daughter, but it's like, you can't bring her back. Like, what do you expect yeah. going to happen? Like. I, you're you have to go back to fix it like that's the whole plan and that they ha- they got all hung up on that drama of it and like, like why that. are we talking about this yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like i guess that so to make make that make no where you let's go dramatic head.
3: what's that i did i did all that logic in my head exactly what you were saying like i was like no they like she they already made this clear and now they're going back on it like they can't go back on it like she she's already stuck in the future she's never coming back like that was never an option
2: yeah they just they I think the whole time travel timeline sort of uh rules were expressed very haphazardly very short, shortly in that. Do you remember Mike in the in the scene where they're explaining it, and the guy was talking about the rafts, like how there's two two rafts like flowing yes. side by side, and they can like out yeah. there like they just keep flowing. right. Time so goes
0: in a straight line. Yeah, and it's like, like a, it's of, like a river.
2: But it's also kind of like that alternate timeline, like Back to the Future Two, of like the Biff timeline, and and that's kind of like what this movie's doing. Right? Like, there's different different kind of time travel movies, and I, and this one's kind of more sort of that sort of thing, where like this is the bad timeline, and we got to make it a good timeline. But they don't. Well, the, the closest thing I talk about that, is just that though. that raft thing, you know.
3: Yeah, the thing with sci-fi movies though is, I think generally they actually do a pretty good job. Because the most analogies that they use, so like an interstellar, the guy folds a piece of paper, right? And then mm-hmm. he pokes a hole through the piece of paper and says, like, but if you can bend space, then you can do this action, right? Nice. But if you think about what's happening, like, in the universe and how it's, like, constantly expanding and we're all moving, that piece of paper was technically stationary in interstellar, so the raft thing is the exact same idea, except for now the holes in the piece of paper are now rafts, and the rafts are moving, so they went a little step further, because in space, right, we're expanding, so, like, everything's orbiting right all the all the heaviest stuff you're orbiting around all the dense material so what they were saying was basically these rafts are just moving and you can only like jump back between these two rafts where they have it set up like they would have to build other portals and stuff to jump between other rafts and stuff like that because i think if someone even suggested that, it's like build more rafts and it's like well it's not that right. simple you can't just be building that kind of stuff like yeah and i think like, they even oh, said, we
2: would still be using rats if you know yeah this exactly wasn't happening
3: exactly now. like we basically put this together with duct tape and bandies. and i'm like again that's that stuff really gets me like excited because i'm like okay at least they did their due diligence to ask someone to say like hey how should we explain how yeah. this might even be plausible in the real world.
2: That's like the, the energy of the movie is kind of like everyone at every stop is kind of like, we barely fucking know what we're doing. Yeah. Totally shit done. And we don't have, and that's like kind of the element of war that I feel like it would be like, it's just like, man, I like, I was a school teacher before I got here. Like I'm doing the best I can. Like Mm. really the, the point of all of this is just survival and, and just trying to get back home. Like as far as objectives and, and making the big moves, like who knows if we're really going to be the people that are going to be doing that. But, um, there's just a lot that this movie, a lot of ideas that this movie proposes. And yeah, I think to accept that you're not going to get super deep on, on any which one, you know, whether it's time travel, whether it's aliens, whether it's global warm like climate change, volcanoes, and, uh, you know, like whatever that, and we'll get to it but the aliens that brought the other alien, there's a whole separate set of aliens that brought these aliens totally here, and that's I oh mean, my that's very, god i forgot really, about that that's very alien uh like the ridley scott movie, uh, Alien very of much so them, yeah prometheus of them yeah to to do that shit and I mean, we can talk more about that we're getting there but uh yeah we are getting there but yeah like all of those elements it's just like there's elements they they are just that elements like they don't and it's mostly time travel is the big, big one. But um, how they put them together, I am impressed. I am impressed that they're able to like cobble these things together in a cohesive way. While, whilst cohesive, also convoluted. But you go yeah. on the ride. You go on the ride, and you, you know, you take the ticket. You go on the ride, and you don't look back. And the less you look back, the better. In a movie like the this, the more fun you're having. It, yeah, yeah. it's not. I don't know. It's not full J.J. Abrams where there's some MacGuffin thing. Like they didn't know. Did, like they didn't know that they needed the toxin going into there like it's it was no. this thing like no. we need to get that toxin and then the day is done and like we want mm-hmm. it's like he's just going in there to like do his best and get back in a week and that's it and then all this shit kind of happens while he's there and that again that haphazard nature of all this shit kind of just like that that the tension and the suspense is just building and building and building of like what what's what's happening and all that and there really is it's just like a a bullet shot out of a gun and there's just no looking back with the movie as well but i don't know it's not yeah like whatever the the rise of skywalker sort of shit (laughs) it's just kind of like there's no referencing or no foreshadowing or anything they there's still foreshadowing heavy foreshadowing and heavy payoff with a lot of things like any time travel movie you kind of have to have it but
1: Mm, um, totally
2: yeah it's it's not super subtly. I mean, a volcano guy is like, it's like, because that that made me think of like back to the future where it's like, he's hanging out with his girlfriend. He's going to go to the lake with, with car. All these things sound, sound natural. The lady comes up to him, save the bell tower, save the bell tower. And it's like, oh, this is just a crazy lady trying to like save the bell tower or whatever and move on with the movie. And then sure enough, the movie is like about like the, the bell tower plays such a huge element in in the movie There's back to the future is the best one of the best examples yeah. of foreshadowing in, in a movie ever every single scene in the first act of that movie is, is foreshadowing and, it, and it's amazing and everything seems natural and normal up until uh it isn't when he time travels but um yeah volcano guy is the most glaring example but anyway so um where are we so we he hangs out with his daughter they get the toxin going yeah, I mean they captured the 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 mother or like sorry the yeah the the queen queen bee whatever yeah. and that was a pretty cool yeah, scene I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't
0: I don't understand. It seems like there's multiple. Maybe I guess that was just a particular type of that also, uh, of a white
3: spike. Right. I think it was also like the first uh, yeah, time we got cool. like a an aspect of like how much uh like the scale at which the infestation i guess you could call it was because at that point Mm. we still had only seen like little minuscule shots of like maybe like pods of white spikes but then when it came to like protecting the queen they all just like rushed and you could actually for the first time i think see the scale of the infest because that was something i was always wondering like well this is only like maybe a hundred aliens and isn't there something surely we can do right but I was guessing that if there was only 500,000 humans left, that probably this was like a much larger infestation, but like to see it is always something I want. I am looking for in these types of movies. Um,
2: for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and that in the cons, a lot of talk about like, Oh, well, how did they get there? No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. Oh, yeah. That's going to be some big payoff. And that's, it kept me thinking. I'm like, it's the human's fault. It's for sure. the human's mm-hmm. fault. And it's like the climate change was its own thing. And it kind of is the human's fault, but also you still don't fucking you really don't know at the end of it like you don't know why and how they got i mean they just like sure. crash landed at some point before the volcano erupted or uh oh, yeah like the 900 ad whatever i don't know whatever but yeah. um volcano, mm-hmm. bc whatever but uh <laughs> I'm getting bogged my head's getting bogged now. this is so like con- having this conversation is making me like bring up all all of these uh all of these things.
1: but I like think you're spot area. on
3: especially the thing with like the uh because I I do think that they did have like that aspect of global warming is necessarily like kind of a bad thing it's kind way of way a bad I like, thing yeah totally well, I yeah, looked yeah. It as like a way as like that's actually a very good point because I know global warming is bad and we don't want it but if you like if you think about the early history of the planet and how much we've actually discovered from from our intelligence of being humans on the planet—it's very little. And if you go up there, where a lot of that stuff has been frozen for like mm-hmm. millions and millions of years, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you think about early Earth history, right th- this has been going on for a long time. And and our shit. our poles, <laughs> exactly, yeah. our poles have been like like that for a while. So mm-hmm. who knows what we would discover if oh, that's man. stuff thought
2: out? Right. That's, like, I mean, that's, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's essentially what what that one is too. Right? But I there's a there's another kind of movie out there that would be so up its own ass about just that element and make the whole (laughs) movie about like just the climate change part of it rather than the The happening that that would be oh my god (laughs) the happening is that what you said Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah,
2: that one yeah that one's a good example nature fight nature fighting back yeah but even just like yeah, or that, that being more of the focus but to have that be just like another element and like another little twist of it of like this is something that is happening this isn't what the movie is about but this is a real life example of something that is, that is happening that made me think like wow this is a like we were just saying at the beginning it was like a, sci, a good sci-fi yeah. movie is like taking something that, that we like know it. and that we're living in and changing uh-huh. it a bit of like yeah we're dealing with climate change which is like unprecedented shit and yep. what if it's always like, what if, you know, like something was buried in the ice, it's, Yep, that's like mosquito with the dinosaur DNA or something, you know, in Jurassic park or some shit, but. Um, but I actually think that's a I perfect transition. I
0: yeah. I was going right? to say, I, I don't think any of us minded that. It sounds like, like that element was cool. Cause yeah, it was very much like alien or the thing where it's this, human you
1: know,
0: it's just when I think about it more, it's like how cool of a movie would it have been if you would have had Sam Richardson, J.K. Simmons and Chris Pratt. And they were the spelunking into this ice cave that they uncovered a fucking alien spaceship like that is such a fucking cool concept of yeah. a movie. But that is it blew me away. It's Mike came edge. in to ask me, <laughs> asked me a question. And then I was watching the movie. And then when it, he has the anecdote like he has or the toxin or whatever you would think the movie would start to wrap itself up it's like well we know. got we we did this we figured out that yeah. this is the toxin we're going to solve this problem bada bing bada boom um and then we have this whole other Another,
2: like thing. half hour after that or
0: so half hours what i was going to say is i paused the movie because mike came in to ask me a question and then i looked at it and i'm like there's 37 minutes left in this movie and some of this is is credits right insane like we're this could in itself be the fur,
3: or like the, say that's the beginning of the movie you guys are describing that's literally the first 30 minutes of the <laughs> yeah the movie that could have been the sequel
0: describing. yeah or the cold or cold opening maybe i don't know like because what if, what if this was they simultaneously were finding the um origin of the aliens while they're also fighting it and this getting the toxin essentially and those were somehow incorporated like back to back in some way where you're fucking with time and those things are coming to a head uh together and like there's even in our reality there is this weird thing that's happening with time that gets us to the conclusion of i worked with my daughter to understand x because i don't think there is really like what okay let me just pause at this what is the thing chris pratt learns about life from his daughter because he gets home and he still seems very weird and complex and like PTSD-esque where he's like not sleeping. He's watching his daughter when he should be sleeping. He comes in. He's having a hard time connecting. Such a weird scene where he comes back from that. Which I
2: thought it was going to lead to what she was saying is that he's going to leave then because he just couldn't handle totally. it. That's the and only I thought, reason I, I thought he was behaving what, I that thought that's way. What the, I thought the loop yeah. was getting made. I thought I was like, oh, this is going <laughs> a loop somehow. I, I yep.
3: that, that was – <laughs> that's why the that part of the movie just started. I was like – that's where I started getting lost. I'm like I am not really sure because even when he's like so concerned like what James was saying earlier about like I re- – or even I think maybe it was you, Brandon. But like you're like, oh, I really want to bring my daughter back. It's like – this is not that big of a deal. Like, you're going back to the past, technically. Like, your daughter's alive back Yeah. There. What are you going hey,
2: to like what, what is she going to do older? I guess he's just like, oh, she's going to... But then, that's where that, that crux of the conversation with time travel comes. And I was saying, is like, in order for him to be okay with that, he would have to accept that there's the two timeline, Biff timeline, Back to the Future 2 situation... Where he's like, well, if I go back, I'll fix it, and that will be the it'll it'll make that the timeline. Um, but totally, and then he shouldn't feel so. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense that he was so concerned about it because there was no like and uh, like and then what are you gonna do once she comes back with you like yeah yeah he he,
0: yeah he was uh, it was not earned uh like emotional affected like being affected and you understand that you have like the tools now to solve this problem. So to your point is, is that wouldn't you not feel, you would definitely have a a sense of urgency because this is what could be my daughter's like resolution or her end. So I need to work to solve this. But I also have a somewhat of like a level of optimism, I guess, that I do now have the solution to this problem from my daughter. Like I'm going to figure out a way to solve this because my daughter's life is at stake. And
3: I just, yeah, the, it was just weird to I think and honor think, the PDSD stuff. I think that stuff really came from, and Brandon, you, I actually, I think I was in watching you watch this part of the movie and we live
2: together, by the way.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're <roommates>, everyone. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like um when, when he came back, the that girl, the one from the future, she's like, Everything's ruined now, right? Like everything's ruined, like the the link thing, we can't go back, like our oh, whole yeah. plan shot. And you were like, Wait, you still have the toxin? Like you're good. Right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like I was and, so and I <laughs> I you go know, back for yeah. attitude, Why he was so upset though was because they they were like, Oh, everything's ruined. But again, I was the same as you, Brandon, where I'm like no, you you did it. You, you did try.
2: it right. Go and find aliens not, now and yeah, who's like proof, plus. proof of concept or something from someone in the yeah. future to that whatever that uh, military w- or whatever government vague uh, guy is.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I, Mr. I, I need Mr. Yeah, yeah. Mister Big Government. I need to go get the evidence. I need to go drive around aimlessly in a bunch of snowmobiles with seven other people until we come across. Random, oh, my God.
3: Well, no, the kid with the, the volcano, the,
2: the volcano kid saves the day, remember? He does. Oh, yeah, that. I'm just saying, like, he they just had to drive to a, around. To just, like, they didn't really know. It. They were just kind of like, okay, here's a random patch of ice. Let's start driving. See what happens.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, that part. That I mean, part that's is what it is. It is what it is, exactly. It's the best way to say Because my part was like, okay, so this kid knows a lot about volcanoes, but how does he know how to precisely longitude latitude like give them in the proximity right like like how what, where was
2: that yeah from?
0: there was there was no explanation there as to well, where they knew, they knew they the
2: knew the, the claw was like had the soot from this volcano blast that happened in a certain year but then that like that oh. blast, like carried i don't know how they knew that it carried the dust all the way to a certain other point in russia or if they, they
0: can do that. They, right, Mike? They can. They, totally. That's
2: totally legit. I didn't that's know. That's totally a legit. I've list. heard about there that. There was a
3: fossil that showed them. I missed that part. OK, my
2: bad. Uh, the, the, he went to the dude with the claw and the, around his neck. <laughs> and then he went to Sam Richardson, oh, who was. That's right. Dude, all of this is all of this was like foreshadowing or even like understated or whatever. Sort of like Sam Richardson was able to to look at the DNA of the claw. And then they brought that's right that to, like they were like oh well it's got volcanic ash on the claw yeah yeah do you know anybody who knows anything about volcanoes
3: that stuff is super I know yeah, exactly. Like that stuff. Well, right. Yeah, that part was just hilarious. Like that literally just blew my mind. But that is credible. Like if they find sediment, then they can definitely map that to a region. So that's. I thought that was kind of
2: cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that
3: is good. Yeah, that's good. I I missed I, that part. I think or I remember but I think, it now.
2: I think like the volcano was like in Antarctica or something, and then the dust or like the volcanic ash like blew to right. Russia or, or something. I just knew there was something about maybe Antarctica or something like that. They shot that in an ice in Iceland. I I believe, but um yeah so they go to the kid he talks about the volcano uh and then that's when
3: he goes to the president guy and he's like hey i gotta go there i'm like no we got we're just gonna go with jk simmons yeah exactly some kid in a classroom talking about volcanoes or but yeah Yeah. but i liked it better because the
2: proof yeah yeah, like the rogue the rogue agent element right exactly
3: yeah i thought that was kind of cool it was like hey the government's always been telling us like we should do this we should do that right and it's like Mm -hmm. this was like no we're gonna do this like that was kind of cool. I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty a prominent uh, factor I think we're living with today in today's world. Yeah, I did I, that whole expedition was hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's cool and, and like I think my favorite part out of all of that sort of like he's got the toxin and I think it was kind of a weird hiccup of kind of like oh man what do I do the thing's broken in the future and then he's kind of has to like figure it out and like get his right. buddies gathered together and rather than being like no I. Yeah, like you're, you guys are saying, it's like, no, I got the toxin, like, let's get moving, like, I got to make some moves. He's more kind of just like, well, shit, man, and then he goes to his, I mean, I was surprised when you went straight up to his, to Betty, G- I thought that would, I don't know, that was a lot to take in for her. It was just kind of like, I saw our daughter, she died.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
2: We we worked together. <laughs> and, then she, and then I let her go into a mob of aliens. She, yeah, like, she that's, handles that's it so a, well. That's a lot to... That's a lot to take in, um, but then they go to early this... adoption too. an, an early ado- adoption. Like she was just like, OK, yeah, you saw our
3: daughter. OK, yep. And you worked with her and then you watched her die. OK, yep, OK, so what are we going to do about this? <laughs> he
0: actually yeah. love I love that, though, because she pulled it off. She has such a confidence She's to great. her. The, she is dynamite She is able to Her eyes to sell so much of her Performance where she's crying Lightly a That's lot right. At times And is able to sell the shit Out of so little to work with Absolutely. And I brought, the, I brought this up earlier It's like In 2021 I think we can write action movies Where Betty Gilpin's character Has more to do Dude, And not to yeah.
2: say that she
1: because, I mean,
2: it's not a good movie, but uh, The Hunt, she's the lead in that movie, and she's amazing in it. The movie is not very good, but she mm-hmm. is the best part of it. And Damon, Damon Lindelof script, and it's like basically most dangerous game. Nice. Uh, where like Hell yeah. people have to hunt. Where like people are hunting people sort of thing, just to put it very loosely. But it gets pulled way, way up its own ass, but she is so good in it. I love it. So let me ask you
3: guys something then. Like, let me ask you something because this but is kind of those, interesting. I'm just
2: letting you know that she's getting those roles, like, and I, and she, as well as she like, she's, she's really, she should. Yeah, she's really like fucking awesome in that movie. In the be- oh man, I, I would recommend just catching a bit of her performance. But uh, continue, Mike.
3: I, you just said something interesting because you said she was phenomenal, but the movie was not good, right? And so that I feel like I have a lot of that feeling towards this movie, towards Tomorrow War. Yeah. Um, because I think the acting is actually pretty good for yep. what they have been given. I right? think so And too. I also think, um, like the the kudos effects to the director, the sci-fi. Yeah, the sci-fi stuff is good. But then what? So what's the problem? Is it the writing? Is it the what's? Is it the storyboard? Because like for those types of movies, I, I'm curious and why why it still irks me. Because if all those things can
2: be good, what is still making the movie bad? In there? I think you for. For you, for maybe for you, and I could, I was trying to think because I, for me, I think I, and I gen, generally enjoyed it and had a good time and, and, and like this movie. Me but too. also uh-huh. thinking about like the criticisms of it, do you feel like maybe you're looking for maybe like a sci fi movie that you can kind of sink your teeth into a little bit more of like the ideas of it all? Yeah. Cause like a so movie like we went... arri- Arrival or something like that is like, yeah, aliens come to Earth and everyone yeah. just talks about it and it's all about communicating and, it's it's not an action movie or anything, and and the, this is just about like aliens are bad. I like an humans, action movie though. Human, humans are good, and we got to kill the aliens. And there's so much subtlety and nuance in a movie. Yeah, I mean Arrival is one example, but um, is that? Do you think that's the reason why, or uh, I just? I,
3: yeah, it's the it's a hundred percent for me. I think it's just the captivating reason. Like I need to feel captivated. And, like, I know that might be a cop-out or, like, a very generic response, but I just didn't feel captivated in this movie. But, like, if you take a movie like Interstellar or even The Martian, right, Interstellar has a little bit more action. The Martian, a little less action. But still, it's so captivating. Like, watching this person go through this problem and try and think of all these different things they have to solve, right, and all the different ways, like, that they try and solve it. Because, again, The Martian is placed like not too far in the future as well. Like it's very similar to Tomorrow War in that sense where it's like not super far into the future, um, but like we're trying to colonize Mars apparently, right? And so that is just, I don't know, it's very captivating. Things that exist and just,
2: yeah, yeah, different, you know? Right, Uh, so again, for this
3: movie, I think it's just to to finish my thought is Mm -hmm. that's the part that was missing for me. I think, again, I can't say enough good things about the acting. I thought everyone did really great. The whole ensemble cast, I thought it was awesome. And then all the sci-fi stuff and all of the action scenes, like the white spikes, all the different how they get to the place and all the technology. I thought, oh, that was super cool. That big invasion at the end, very, very cool, right? Like um, all that stuff, kudos. But again, I think if I had to give it a score, it would be like less than an ideal score.
0: Totally. Yeah, I mean, the excellent points. And I, I, I think... I would just take what you're saying, and if I were to say, oh, this is then how it should go, is that it is tackling too much and it's not doing anything well. If you were to, because this movie, if you were to just generally compare it and talk about it, you would say this is like three other movies that I've seen in the genre together. And again, they're not doing any of them better than the original, at least. And sometimes not that well. And if this movie maybe brought its scale down. Now, I understand that that. Maybe we would lose some of these very big picture uh, set pieces that we got that were really interesting. Like, God, wouldn't it be so cool to figure out like what was going on in that uh, off the off the Bahamas or whatever, where there's the base and then there's like two rings that are have walls oh, yeah. that, that the white spikes are coming over? Like, yeah. you know, just. That shit was cool. That was I mean, really I cool mean hell. But, it,
2: but, but it's globe trotting, you know? You go from that right. to like a whole fucking ice scape, like snowy. <laughs> polar. Ooh, po- I'm so polarized. Ooh, <laughs> polarized. So po- ooh, polarized. Um, I, I just love showing up at Ice World because I was like, man. We've been in, like, fucking, like, all these different... Jungles, like, like, beaches, just, like, cities. I love that globe-trotting element to, like... Yeah, oh, amazing, me too. Like, that, that makes me want to, like, put it on again or something just to be like, oh, well, I'll walk out and, like, come back and be like, oh, I'll be in Snowland or, or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, totally. Um, so, uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, they 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 find the spaceship they find the fucking spaceship and they go inside. You guys like, what do you think
3: of the resolution to the film? Like, how do you think like they
2: find the spaceship, right? Like, what do you guys think about how they? Yeah, There's still 30 minutes after that. But I mean, that's that, that part right there. Again, I, I, that is purposefully vague. I think that sort of like spaceship thing where it's like, Oh man, these pilots are here. And then like these aliens are, but then also at the same time, I'm like, all I'm thinking is like, this is ripping off alien. And like, it just feels very, very Prometheus Mm -hmm. like to me, but sure. Uh, that's what UFOs are and like unidentified flying object. I don't know. It's just like, you just, that, that wonder of like what you just will never fully understand alien technology or even like that, that disconnect. Totally. That's what arrivals all about is, is forging that connection. Um, but yeah, they, they put the toxins in the aliens proof of proof of that concept that, that, that works. And then all the other ones wake up for what reason? I'm not sure. Maybe they just heard their buddies like freaking out, but they've been asleep for a thousand years and they just decide to wake up right at that moment and start attacking. Um,
1: yeah, because that, that's... Spaceship a,
2: buried no. in the ice? I, I mean, I liked this part of it, Mike. Oh, spaceship buried in ice? Oh, I thought that That's what I was... Yeah, I was wondering. It was our big reveal. Spaceship buried in ice? Oh, dude. Uh, that totally. was our big reveal, right? JK so Simmons that's why I was
3: curious. Here? Yeah, I was curious I have, about your guys
1: because I, I was thinking sniper?
3: still... He's the sniper yeah.
0: guy out of the crew. Get that guy with Hell some yeah. fucking like, He's got a 50 he, cal. He, he, I want him with magnum pistols. <laughs> I I don't want. I, he's what? not. He, he's not the guy that's hanging back with the sniper. Yeah, dude, I want no, him I'm just he's in, he's a... coming in, coming in just like fucking. um oh, yeah, man. I
2: liked it. I like the the fifty cal. I'm pretty sugar. sure that's what that yeah, kind of gun it. is. That was that was cool. And then Chris Pratt doing all the grunt work. Yeah, exactly. And then they oh, get to, I, they get to dual battle the fucking alien. I don't know. It was giving me for some reason like Mission Impossible back to guys. back, back to back. Yeah, I oh, love
1: that. I was still so cool. into that. I mean, so the cool. that.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: those are the that moments whole the... fight scene was pretty cool, right? Oh, my, my, yeah. That whole fight that, scene. That fight
0: was scene captivated. could have been the conclusion of film number one in oh, sure. Tomorrow War Part One of Six. Like you could have (laughs) shrunken this movie down to a scale that you just need to make it really compelling. And maybe I don't understand the politics of Hollywood where it doesn't make sense to pitch this as just this is going to be a self-contained story, but it is also adds it introduces elements into this universe that could then be expounded into other films because they're i think a if he,
2: sequel. I'm, I'm, they've already talked about it. i'm pretty sure they're making a sequel are they i mean as well as they should um and it was political with this movie as well i mean it was supposed to come out in theaters by and paramount sold it to amazon for 200 million dollars to to stream mm-hmm. because of covid and this is one of those one of the one of the covid movies and it's interesting for it to have that history and if it were to get a sequel for a movie to do well enough uh to get a sequel when it went straight to streaming, I mean, that's that's kind of has to. I mean, keep saying proof of concept. I gotta stop. But to to other people making movies and putting them straight to streaming, and that's that's kind of where things are going now. For it to be su- successful in its own way, and we're talking about super this movie successful because it's polarizing. And so some people didn't like mm-hmm. it. Um, critics didn't like it. Critics and we critics, can start getting into this. Yeah, so they're more like they're definitely more middling about it, and audiences generally like it. This one's a little bit less polarized. People are a little bit more in the middle of it, but generally, critics are not a fan, and, and audiences. Um, real quick, like it, real but, quick though, but we should wrap real wrap quick. up the rest of the the plot a bit more, right? Can I just what?
3: yeah? Can I just ask real quick though about what one comment on the sequel thing? Because I think that's also interesting. I did not know there was a sequel. I mean, that there's, there's audience they're
2: in talks at least I, there's right
3: I mean, right so talks. going back to the origin because we talked about it briefly but i just want to ask a quick question on the origins of the aliens um because we basically heard i think ba- two suggestions That's which is they crashed about, dude of course yeah they is. crashed but then so you guys were saying that that there was another alien civilization that Owns these
2: aliens. Yeah. Right, I thought was I just to, like these are the pilots like this. what They didn't land here. This was a crash. Like they crashed here. Yeah. Okay. They so, were okay,
0: transporting so, this
2: species either, like, of a, or something.
0: Uh, the livestock maybe or uh, weapons of war. It was alluded to as it's well. Alien dude. It's so like, where was that? Because like, the Matrix.
2: crash
3: made sense. Like the crash, it appeared like they crashed, but then they go further to say, there's another alien civilization that owns these aliens. And I was like, where's that
2: no those are just the pilot
3: it's the pilot
0: whoever they because those were clearly different aliens because they were almost like humans but they were like had uh their nose was like a snake or whatever did you
2: see did you see prometheus uh no i never did okay. no oh well, there's my, like i know what it's about like i archi- gotta watch that the architects so in that movie and it's like those pilots would yeah, be yeah, akin yeah. to like the architects okay. or whatever they're <laughs> called in prometheus of like they i they may well, thought well, those, that's so fucking convoluted about whole backstory but yeah that's essentially i yeah.
3: thought those aliens looked different but i thought they were just like they were just burnt and they looked weird but okay nah, so they were yeah, different like
2: they looked like more anthrop- Got it for promorphic a bit and kind of maybe smarter kind of they fly the they fly the ship and all that shit and then these things are just in the back so where they were going who knows like and it's like that mystery it's like I don't know how I feel necessary it's like do I want to know why like yeah, if they make it entertaining enough sure but do i need to no like i was very satisfied with this like self-contained movie that idea and, like, though. i think that's a cool I, idea i was so happy that they didn't be like they weren't like at the end like had this huge teaser of kind of like oh but we gotta go and take care of them next dun, 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 to be continued to the next movie here's the end credit scene and all that shit but uh just i mean on a side note maybe and this whole movie felt like I should be seeing in theater. This was like one of the first like streaming movies I know, man. where I was just like, wow, this is a full scale production. And, and that was part of the, re- the re- reasons I was not so hyped for this movie was, Oh, a big alien horde, whatever. I've seen it, seen that before. And yeah, Oh, it's going straight to streaming on Amazon. Like, are there a bunch of like, is there a bunch of good things on Amazon? I don't know. And yeah, it's, it felt like I should be watching in a big old movie theater with a, uh, with loud sound. I tried to, it on my tv but yeah it just didn't feel quite the same yeah. Um, but yeah we can so they have a big fucking battle with the alien which is i think super badass so this reminded me of mission impossible 6 for some reason i fall out i fucking love that movie uh, but that's that that battle on the cliffside with henry henry uh cavill or whatever it just kind of reminded me of that for some reason and that's like a two and a half hour action movie too where like i'm just wrapped in intention the whole time for two and a half hours for that whole mission impossible six movie. And this movie, I was kind of like, I'm like, it's almost, there's like two hours in. I'm still like on board and, and, yep. and down for this battle right now. And J J J K JK Simmons tries to sacrifice himself and doesn't, is not successful, which I was kind of happy about. Yeah, he, he wasn't able to do that because I was like, I don't want, I don't want him to stick around. I want him to see. Yeah, me. he needs to be to in every single grand. fucking sequel. He's got to see his granddaughter. <laughs> he's like, you he told him, you can, yeah. see his grand, you guys see the granddaughter. That would that would have been a bummer. Um, and then uh, yeah, they blow up the ship with like, uh, was with like the one guy with the the claw who had cancer and and stuff. And, yeah, he's saying uh, he's gonna die and, his way. And the other uh, person who's kind of like headed the. Uh, like the whole she army was that gave, f- a, gave the speech at the stadium, and she was like holding off the aliens at the end um like, oh, there's a whole like there's a whole group in here there's a lot more um so they're doing something nefarious with those the livestock or whatever, maybe they just who knows what their intentions were um and then he goes back to the future da da da. da. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) it goes back
2: to they're still they're still in the the past past, yeah
3: but yeah but they eradicate basically they kill the the queen bee um after they blow up the ship that's that big ass fight scene at the end and uh yeah yeah. and then they just go home afterwards and like you guys said jk simmons gets to meet his granddaughter which i was super i i I like that too i thought that was good i was like yeah you know what they should finish off the rekindling of a relationship (laughs) like set it in stone no if ends or buts, can't take it back like JK or Simmons coconuts. and Chris Pratt are friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was that was a satisfying ending and and wholesome and uh yeah. I uh, it it felt like everything kind of came together like uh in its in its own way and it was self contained. I was I was waiting for like some end credits thing of being like some sort of like teaser but it just it's sad it's satisfying to have like an original ip that that is self-contained in its own movie like that was just and that's maybe a very fucking, fucking low bar to ask for. Okay, yeah uh for but sure. that was just something that like i i appreciate of like i didn't know what to expect i that I'd never heard of anything based what this was based on if i can just say one thing as a stupid ass fucking name i don't care for the title i think the title's kind yeah. of dumb uh, mm-hmm. but i i do really like the movie but <laughs> when i hear tomorrow i don't know there's something dumb about
3: it, it is <laughs> yeah i can't a pretty good tagline for it it's uh tomorrow war fighting today's wars tomorrow
2: that sounds like <laughs> army navy sort of tagline i mean i guess it fits whatever but it sounds well, like I, I see at like, a, like a US Army
3: like commercial military was a bunch of procrastinators, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, I to take let's go, guys! Like, ah, let's do it tomorrow. No
2: nah, man. Oh fuck that shit! Nah, let's let's chill. It'll figure itself out. <laughs> and then yeah, like the the vague military guy is like, "Oh, it was all my idea." Yeah, everything's all good now. I would have done it Total again. Chode. Total chode. Yeah, big time. Big time chode. this jacket didn't even fit right. Did you notice uh, Chris Pratt's shirt at the whole like last portion of it? Oh, of course I did. I didn't really care for it. What'd you think of it, Brandon? I actually loved
0: it. I just didn't think it. Yeah, I didn't think it fit what was happening in the film at all Mm.
2: because it was it was too stylish. Um, Mm. That camo. So so it was like kind of military stylish and it had a collar and stuff. Yeah, but then
0: it also was two-toned it had some uh-huh. uh, just pad thing color like a um, just color and then it was incorporate like the camouflage was incorporated into certain pieces of it it's and like and then it's got this and... collar and then this was also I think felt as well and there's the zipper which was yeah I, it was very stylish I looked this up too it um, was
2: an interesting interesting look
0: well it looked great is uh is what i would say is that uh he i liked the fit he, of
2: it but just the pattern i think i was distracted by it for some reason i was like what's going on i i got which like, is uh, uh, he, like there was like yeah like a pad and then collars there were a different color and then it was a blue and mixed with camouflage and then it was tucked in yeah i don't know he wears yeah. a lot he he's he's he was ripped chris pratt was ripped too yeah, he was definitely sure. He's like, oh, I'm a yeah. school teacher. And then he like goes to get recruited. And then he gets his arm, puts the band on. He has to take his shirt off. It's like, yeah, I'm a fucking school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess former Green Beret. But whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> As yesterday, you were a Green Beret? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get
0: back? He, he's just fucking taking testosterone and fucking lifting heavy weights every day. Some and Yeah, just huge uh, Yeah, just getting at it. I mean, that's definitely what J.K. Simmons is doing. Yeah. That guy's probably... I mean, actors, uh, they
2: don't got to take a drug test or right? anything do whatever the fuck they want. They, they do whatever HGH the fuck why, they want. Why not? There's yeah. no performance-enhancing drugs for acting. Right? <laughs> yeah, you don't need
0: to get drug tested to be an actor. Are you kidding me? They don't fail. <laughs> And bare minimum cocaine and then it's like varying levels of other things bare minimum like bare minimum bare minimum like it literally you're not
2: most uh, yeah <laughs> that's that crafty man you get you got a little you got your you got your sandwiches your donuts and then you know a little couple bumps you get a <laughs> couple head of the yeah head of the white powder um so yeah, i mean that's pretty I, I mean, much he, it he, then so do you do you guys, yeah. anything else you want to say about the end? Should we move on to, like, why this is polarizing movie at all? No, I think I said my piece. Yeah, I think we talked about why it's polarizing. I mean, I guess, but, like, why, well, why do you think critics don't like it, I guess I should ask.
0: Oh, I know exactly why critics don't like it. If I could go first. Oh, please. Crit- critics don't like it because this movie doesn't have a strong voice on anything. It's not me. It is. It is. It. Shows what it loves and cares about, which is why this movie was enjoyable, because there is a heart to it. If this was yeah. just some corporate, like, no-nonsense, point A to point B, like, a uh, stereotypical action movie, um, which is how I feel about Marvel for the most part, uh... This wouldn't be nearly as good as this ended up being because we uh, James, you said it and uh, Mike, I think you said it too. And I feel the exact same way as I went into this movie thinking that it was going to be really long and boring and over stylized, but there was a good amount of heart in this movie that made it in pretty enjoyable, you know, and we've talked about the performances being pretty decent. You know, no one felt really out of place. Did they feel fully realized? No. Most people felt like they were saying lines in a movie, (laughs) but they knew what movie they were in. And they said the lines like they were in the movie that they were in. And, that was fine. Like I'm into that, you know, at least I'm not <laughs> distracted by the fact that I'm like, what's this person doing? Oh, we'll never find out. Cause the movie doesn't care about them. Like that kind of attitude about some of these movies that come out and yeah, like the, but from a critical standpoint, nothing, um, there is a lot of good, uh, payoff on things that are set up, but It doesn't know where, like, or it doesn't understand what to prioritize or what is important, and it doesn't get into enough where it should. And maybe the critique that I've made is is that, like, this movie could have benefited if you boiled it down a little more into. I don't necessarily know if it's the place. Cause I do like the globe trotting nature of it, but there needs to be less in this movie because you're doing too much and you're not doing it well enough. I agree. Uh Yeah. So I, I think that's probably like the, really from a critics and Hollywood perspective, I would say just the last statement is, is that I don't think this gets into war and politics. Or, or has a clear and interesting stance on war and politics enough for critics to really sink their teeth mm-hmm. into this? If this was more about how geopolitics, like a rival <laughs> does, honestly and it doesn't even work Arrival gets into it a little bit and it doesn't need to get and you don't need to get into it a lot because we don't need to necessarily have a full blown agenda imposed into this movie but if you would just make a critique on how
2: geopolitics you're saying starship troopers would be the other direction I guess would be full satire
0: absolutely would be full satire where which they got there a bit and it was just not effective the satire was
2: it was more, more heartfelt, wholesome towards veterans and like people, mm. not the military complex necessarily. That was an element of, of the movie and almost reeling against the, the, the structures in place and the bureaucratic shit that, that, uh, is for, that doesn't get shit done, um, the way that it should America style. Um, yeah. I don't know. Which makes
0: sense why that's not in this movie and I think you could argue that it's typically in other Hollywood movies is that Chris Pratt is, that's kind of his thing. He is a person who is come out as being a big Christian, huge football fan, uh, has done not, I don't know what you call it, but he's done like tours, um, where he's visited veterans out on, um, not sites. I don't know what to call deployment. them. I'm sorry. Yeah, deployment. As, I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and he is a big, um, yeah, he's got this American vibe to him, you know, and he is not going to, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to be somewhat, I don't want to impose. Dude, like
2: No, you're, you're right on because I, yeah. I, I have to, I mean, maybe, this is, I won't go, I don't have to go directly into reviews, but I do want to say uh, when I did just a little tad bit of review uh, looking for, for uh, this episode, I decided to check out Amazon, this being an Amazon Prime movie. Totally. The, fir- the f- most helpful review that is on Amazon Prime's site for this movie, the number one review for this movie, 2,302 people found this review helpful. It said from Cole Counts, titled "Trump supporter," five stars. All it says is Chris Pratt is a Trump supporter, so five stars. Two thousand three hundred people found that review helpful and put it all the way to the top. <laughs> oh my god! So totally. like. And and I just want to get to the bottom of this as well. Like our podcast and what it's based upon is a fucking sham, dude. Like these reviews don't mean shit sometimes. Yeah. Like yep. these re- these reviews don't even necessarily represent what people actually feel about the fucking movie or the material that's presented in front of them. They are not reviewing for for artistic purposes as as much as people are making these movies for artistic purposes sometimes or the certain people that are involved maybe that's not the best comparison but still like
1: mm-hmm.
2: you you look at i and then the next re- okay you want to see, see the next review where where is it oh no the third review the third most helpful review with 1148 people found this helpful mark twain was, is the name of the person good stuff no wokeism and fun to watch they did have to put climate change put in climate change nonsense wonder if that is a requirement with funding so al-, al gore can get billions of more tax dollars 1148 people found that one helpful five stars wow i just want to get to like wow this yeah let's, well. like, let's is, f- uh, is yeah where, let's get
0: to the bottom of this like rotten that...
2: tomatoes is bullshit as well and like all, yeah. all this stuff and like there's and there are certain movies that i have on our list that are review bombed for no other reason than just to prove a point and I brought up Captain Marvel even before that movie came out. Like people were di- review bombing that one because of things Brie Larson said about Marvel fans and and white men or whatever. And white men did not take that well. But it's just there's there's things beyond the movie at play with these reviews. <laughs> and so you're right on, Brandon, with 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 bringing that up. And you're not the only person thinking about that stuff. And there's people that go out of their way to think about this shit. <laughs> And I honestly it it out, wonder and too, like how, the many,
1: cause like,
3: how many people, like, right? One person writes a review and then basically other people just uh, validate that review mm-hmm. by saying it's helpful or liking mm-hmm. it or pushing it to the top, whatever that may be. It's all aggregating
2: uh, everything. Yeah.
3: Right. But that's also like, it's a really good point that you guys are bringing up because I wonder how many of those people, of those 1,000 that you mentioned, actually even watch the movie, right? Like, sure. they could just literally be sitting there and saying,
1: like, I hey, like Chris Twitter. Pratt. Yeah.
0: It was helpful. Perfect. Yeah. I right? on like Chris
2: that, Pratt's material or something. But
0: yeah. But okay. So, that, even though it kind of it just invalidates general consensus on the internet to a degree, it doesn't devalue that the reason people bandwagon because of certain burritos or whatever that chris pratt is this movie is still and the movies that we've done aren't perfect movies and there's a reason still why we're doing this i think there is
2: a heart to this where oh yeah oh no i'm just i, I i'm just putting these sites to task more than our podcast mm. than, than anything i'm okay. putting them to task and it's a it, it's as much put puts a, a puts as much license for us to talk about these things than anything i think because not only are people review bombing things without even watching the movie they're basing their decisions to watch certain movies off of these sites as well and so it's like, it's it's just has so that much goes into the, the
3: algorithms like what you're saying is exactly right. Like as a, as what I do for a living, right. I can tell you, like, that's exactly what's going into the algorithms and those algorithms will be biased towards those reviews and people that are similar to those other people, right. That are making these reviews. So like, and I can tell you right now, a thousand reviews is not a big sample size, right. As a statistician, Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about a global opinion like that, um it's different right if you're doing like height of basketball players right like you can easily measure that and you can you can figure that out but like when you're trying to gauge a sentiment from an audience um mm-hmm. i think that's what's really cool about your guys's podcast is it's like getting that kind of like insight into the movie because again mm-hmm. everything that's getting attention is only based on those reviews and if that's just like a cohort of people that are just trying to push something to the top and the front page of of what's popular that it'll happen and i think you see it too because when you look at all of netflix and hulu and all these streaming services you're getting these like top suggested for you and some of them don't even make any sense right like it's like kind of crazy because you feel like they don't really relate to you that well and it's because it's probably diluted and there's a lot of noise in there that's basically saying like hey th- this is what everyone's watching so you should
2: watch it too I think that, that even goes so far as when I'm on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm looking at movies to put on the list for polarizing movies, I almost feel like they're recommending me movies that are polarizing. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll pick a movie and it'll be like, for sure, it'll yeah. show the disparity between the two camps. And then I'll scroll down and be like, you might like these movies as well. And there's other movies that have those disparities as well. And I'm yeah. just like, is that is that the foundation for, for that algorithm or something too to, to like suggest like, oh, you like, polarizing movies that people that don't agree on or or whatever i could i could be making that up you know it's it's hard to tell what's what's real, real or not sometimes with with how those those things ag- aggregate and all and stuff but just seeing seeing that and looking at all the reviews and then i didn't look at i didn't even look at a bunch i looked at the front page and that was the first thing i saw and that was just like a stark reminder of like of of kind of what these things can can represent as well and 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 again i think it just gives us more reason to to discuss these things and also the underbelly of it as well that's just something i wanted to highlight is is that that cd underbelly of all this of all this shit that that people yeah it's like you spend your your whatever your two hours after a long day of work whatever spend watching a movie and it's just like what am i going to watch oh let me spend two hours looking at a fucking aggregate site to see i know i do that i know i was just like oh yeah. i don't even know what to, what there's so hard to find something to watch and everything people base it off of these reasons and then you go to the site and it's just like people that it is 4.1 out of 5 for 29,000 ratings and i'm just you know you see, you go to the first one it's just like oh this guy this is how this guy feels it's just like well i'm gonna give a five star too because that's how i feel as well it's just it's interesting it's it's uh it's something that um maybe I don't, maybe I would try to resist be like, oh, I don't base my decisions off advertising or something. Like, oh, I watch a commercial, it rubs right off me. It's like, oh, it doesn't affect me. But I think I am affected by peer to peer, like sort of reviews and Yelp sort of stuff. And it does affect me. Like, I think that's something like, and we 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 consult. So it's just, uh, I think, I can say, again, like, it's the, it's interesting.
3: The prime example for me is like, I, I have felt a couple times during this podcast like maybe i should feel like i should change my mind or something about liking this movie right just because you guys have Mm -hmm. talked about all these cool things it's like interesting things and that's influenced my opinion when i came into this podcast you know i I was going more into saying like uh i didn't like this movie or like um like overall if i have to give it a score i would agree with the critics right like i think there's some right exactly like i wasn't fully convinced i was not
2: fully convinced um Dude that happened he, that's what I've realized this whole podcast too is like throughout the conversation, 110%. Like, I'll have an idea of what the percentage is going into it and it's like constantly going up and down our whole conversation of like mm. oh it's like I'll go to me it's like oh it's like a it's is like a 40 oh maybe it's a 20 oh maybe it's a 60 70 80 <laughs> no it's a 50 and it's like keeps on going up and down cuz it's just that perspective man and like having and I appreciate you being here again it's like brandon was saying it's another perspective and another way of looking at it and uh yeah. whether it's a movie i hate i'll get too bogged down by the details or it's a movie i love and i'll be just disillusioned with everything and i'll find a reason to rationalize all the all the stupid stuff that might happen uh it's good to have another person highlighting those things um i would like to get to our final thoughts if you guys don't mind i would like to take a bathroom break, break. yeah yeah no worries i can get some water all right I'm gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back for our final thoughts.
3: How does the scoring work? How, how, how do you guys do that?
0: I mean, we just uh on a scale of one to a hundred. We uh Oh really? Okay. Yeah. You say you say your piece and then um You give your score. Give your score, yeah, man.
3: Easy peasy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh So this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has a 52% critic score and a 78% audience score.
3: Wow. I was expecting a much higher audience score.
0: It has, I think been going, I can't remember. It's oddly been moving more towards the middle which has been interesting because when we were first talking about this, I think the disparity between audience and critics was larger. I think more people are meeting in the middle about it. And honestly, you know, something that we just we're talking about is maybe that's just getting inflated somehow by, um, people contributing to, but then how do you, you don't contribute to the critics, right? So I don't know, maybe this movie just genuinely is, misunderstood to begin with and then you watch it and it has a lot of heart do you agree with all the politics of it not entirely do you understand the rules of it more so i are less so i understand the rules than the the politics of it but yeah it's interesting to kind of see this from a Rotten Tomato score perspective, I think, have been moving more closer to the center.
2: Yeah, I, I had the idea of doing this movie early on when it first came out, and the disparity was much larger. You already mentioned it was fifty two percent audience, seventy eight, or sorry, fifty two percent critics, seventy eight percent audience. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was much bigger when it first came out. I think, I think, I feel like the critics rose a little bit. I think I feel like it was lower, on uh, maybe. You know I I don't know what what constitutes a critic necessarily there's you know whatever rotten tomatoes sort of system to constitute that but they I'm sure they continually come out from even like all over the world in different different places as it as it, uh, as it uh, permeates throughout throughout everything but one thing that I noticed um, that they did even within our last episode to now and I'm not sure if this is with newer movies or not is that Previously, they would just have a critics' consensus. Now they have a critics' consensus and an audience says section where they put together kind of like a sum up of how the critics feel and the audience feels. Yeah. So I'll just I'm do that. looking at a run right I'll read that yeah. real quick. The critics' consensus says. Chris Pratt ably anchors the sci-fi adventure even if the Tomorrow War may not linger in the memory much longer than today. Oh, 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 oh they're, so, they're so smarmy. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so smart. <laughs> oh, memory. Oh, it's so good. Oh, critics. Okay, so let's see what audience says. Oh, I don't know. I guess I don't like it very much. I like it a lot. It has explosions. I'm just a dumb audience member. No, that's not what it says. Um, It says, It isn't the most surprising time travel movie, but a su- satisfying story and plenty of entertaining action make The Tomorrow War well worth, worth a watch. Great. Yeah, right. So how did that... Uh, oh. Well we'll get into say, the right. It's just like is so is so interesting.
0: We'll we'll get into that probably in subsequent pods, but how do you boil down critic consensus and audience says who who is that person? I I would love to oh, think yeah. that it is one person who's doing that, where they have to like, okay, you have to read X amount of
2: this. No, it's a computer. It's a computer. <laughs> it's just a computer and they're just
0: a piecemealing all these things together. Well, that's surprising because I think it would have come out sounding way more robotic than <laughs> something that has a, a lot of sentiment in both. Like it captures. Yeah, I a, know
2: the critics one had a little quip. Who's writing yeah. that quip. That's a separate. Right. Critic, right. Right. in a little, little something yeah. on tomatoes. That's what it was like. I kind of crazy. It was like of looking at goodness. one of our older movies last time was like, there was a Netflix, uh, critic reviewer. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at all the critics and I was like, this person's from Netflix. I'm like, what? Netflix has Review what? Of
1: course. Yeah, <laughs> it
2: was from a while back. I, it's just probably not now. They just review their own movies good and everyone else bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's uh, probably a higher. The thing is, is in that situation, and I'm sure Mike would agree as a statistician, is, is that when you're hiring a person onto your company there is going to be they can be somewhat impartial and they will be critical of things but they are not going to be fully impartial and they're just they're more going to lean towards the netflix movies being better in certain ways it's all in anyways really right exactly which is just it kind of goes to the comment of the inflation of some of this is that some if you follow the money or if you look at what's going on here because I mean you, there could easily be a reality not to say that this is true is that I mean who's stopping studios from paying um critics no not paying critics but uh paying companies who like uh, um uh, you know how like online you could review stuff have you guys heard of this where you'll get paid to review things mm-hmm. So they're not telling you how, like, what to say. Necessarily, yeah. they could just suppress certain voices or whatever. But. But they're writing you a check. <laughs> they're writing you a check, you know, and saying like these People are like the that, things I'm yeah. doing. And it just it, to me, that perspective is or my perspective. I'm sorry because I'm the one saying it. Is that that interests me so much because. That is how you naturally inflate numbers and to go beyond by something more straightforward and nefarious of like, well, I'm going to just, Own you and you're going to say this bad because I'm going to tell you, say good things about this. You just inflate it in this natural perspective of I'm going to pay these companies that hire people that just give reviews, but they're just going to be given certain things. So then language starts permeating where people are just more inclined to review in particular ways. Man, that is exactly how you get into. Mind control. (laughs)
2: yeah as I a mean, digital
0: advertiser that is exactly how you i'll know. admit it yes little things
2: i'll base my decisions off of And you know? I mean, especially yeah. like and even with restaurants or something like there could be a restaurant owner and be like yeah just like stuff stuff it up stuff my reviews full of like five stars to boost it boost it a bit from wherever or, i mean there's that's i mean amazon itself where yeah. the, first, the people who own this movie are completely guilty of the most like the fake reviews than anyone you know, and and on a lot of the a lot of the stuff on their site. So, yeah, it's interesting yeah, they, how they how much weight to, that people uh, put into that, and myself included. You know, it's and you f- think you're dodging some system because you're getting your information from other people, but it's uh, there's still ways that people are gonna um or they're gonna infiltrate that that area as well. But um, I was wondering again we're gonna do final thoughts but i was just gonna do a couple negative critics reviews to get kind of like the negative critics side of things yeah on in the mood Rot- rotten tomatoes <laughs> uh roxana Hadidi from uh polygon says narratively padded and visually overstuffed with cgi the tomorrow war plays out like starship troopers drained of paul verhoeven's ver- subversive satire that was that was the one i found the very first Oof. one on rotten tomatoes that's where i 100%. so roxana Had- Hadidi. that's i didn't mention i didn't uh, attribute what i said earlier to her earlier so then there we go shut up Shout mike out. have you seen Starship? Excellent Trump point.
3: yeah i actually yeah. really like your guys's point about the whole like they should pick a lane because like i think if they went full satire in this movie i probably would have enjoyed it more like satire yeah, with, could,
2: with like yeah. edge and grit and like extra violent like r-rated like satire like it totally could have been you don't have to remove the set pieces right like people falling out of the sky dude again that could have been fucking crazy where was the where was the shot of mike mitchell being like
0: i'm fucking falling you know (laughs) and and doing shit like that i don't know it just yeah it could have been funnier
2: oh more mike mitchell i mean we're all there i think we all agree on that we could use more yeah more my Mitchell, but but him him shooting <laughs> oh, off aliens and dying in an explosion was a pretty cool image that I'm so happy that he got got to do that and, and seeing all of his uh, I don't know just hear, hearing him commentate on on everything in his podcast and having people on just like it gives me like joy hearing him go through the process of making a movie and and everything and I, that's been maybe colored my my opinion of it a bit too because he's just totally. so excited about it and I'm just so happy for him and then i was gonna i should say on the podcast too we tweeted uh we were going uh i tweeted today on the polarized podcast uh twitter that we were going live tonight and i uh i put mitch's uh post picture from the poster or whatever on and i said it was like mitch's we're we're talking about tomorrow we're starring mitch and just put his big poster on there and tagged him in it and uh, said to take a peek later, <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> yes, peeking. No peeking. No peeking. Um, and he liked our tweet. He liked our tweet. We have zero followers. Nobody's watching this this, this stream right now. And yeah. Mitch took the time of, out of his day, whatever, to click like, and then he put "Crikey, mate, mates" on it too. And ah, that that made my day. I I just that Only. made my day i i'm re- like, shout
3: awesome. shut up to the spoon man i hope he's watching Yeah, dude. <laughs> mr
2: Sly, like he he gave us a shout out like i so now i'm forever in debt to this guy i'm he's forever on on my team i'm questioning my burger brigade allegiance as well uh yeah why i mean i next time weiger's in a movie i'll tweet it tweet out to him or whatever but man i'm starting to lean more towards uh what is it Brandon? It's, see i'm such a burger brigade member that i don't even know what's uh Spoon Nation, Spoon Nation. I'm Spoon Nation, yeah. I'm, turning, yeah, Mister the Spoon Man. Spoon Nation. Uh, oh, for and, sure. And he and he seems he just seems like such a such a such a nice individual and, and friendly guy and, and good dude. So I'm 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 happy that he got to he got to see this. I hope he gets to see himself in the movie theater sometime. But I'll do yeah, like one I or two. Was, yeah,
0: I was, was going to say that is that I was thinking about that going into this too because I have watched it in two subsequent settings split it kind of in half and
1: mm-hmm. that's in between
0: in between I was thinking about it where man it just is such a bummer that this wasn't in a movie theater because it would have benefited from it as well. Like why yeah. not? It is a movie that could totally be in a theater. Um it's it's just a you know just a big budget action movie and um yeah like i i hope that mitch coordinated somehow because like i don't know i'm sure he you know there's a way to see this in the theater from him like for him and setting that up and i hope he does that because it it deserves he doesn't come off bad in this movie at all this wasn't great there was there wasn't he wasn't fucking nailed he fucking nailed it and If anything, we would have liked more. I mean, yeah. that gets him maybe in the sketchy ground where it's like, oh, then we saw more Mitch and then he, you know, he um, has m- more opportunities to fail, but there was nothing there that gave us any inkling that he would fail and more opportunities given. And I wish he had more screen time. Kind of seemed wish he like was- the
2: guy that was going to die early from the, I don't know, just kind of like. Totally, like yeah. This guy in the background and just kind of like, oh, what's going on? And just kind of, but then he had a valiant sort of a, Sort of ending to his character. I, that was that was good, yeah. good for him. But okay, so like one or two more critics reviews. Uh, tomorrow, uh, no, let's see. Barry hurts. Glo- Globe and <clears throat> Mail. If, but if I had a time machine, I'd punt myself to the past just before the Tomorrow War went into production and oh. save everyone the trouble. Meh. Oh. Man, let me let me just mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah, uh, Jerk uh, jerk off in front of everyone And and have everyone read it and enjoy it Um, uh, Maybe one more Uh, Rosa Parra Latinx Lens Cool creature design An intriguing premise that doesn't reach its full potential Due to its horrible dialogue And Pratt's lack of dramatical acting skills An average level sci-fi action movie Sadly 2.5 out of 5 um, yeah, some good points from from more critical, no, that is a good cr- point. Yeah. critical side of things. The Starship Troopers is an excellent point as well. Um, you can get schmarmy like Barry fucking Hertz and just say some <laughs> sort of, oh, I wish I had a time machine and go back and never watched a movie. <laughs> Clearly he got something out of it. He's thinking about time machine technology leaving this movie, Me. so it did its job. All right. Brandon, do you want to start? You want? Should I start? Guest, would you like to start?
0: No, the guest should go first. Guest,
2: yeah,
1: first. I can
0: start. No worries. Uh, yeah, your your uh, final summation. Just again, final summation. How you feel about this movie, and then uh, just give it a score one out of a hundred, like
3: Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um. So I think, like overall, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say about this movie. Um, yeah. And I think that it was. Again, like what I am for my sci fi, like when I'm going into a sci fi movie, right? Even though we kind of debated talking about it being more classified as an action or it could be a satire, right? That whole point that you guys made about it not picking a lane, I think is one of the aspects that kind of irked me and didn't really allow me to like get settled and captivated as much as I wanted to. Like, I felt like you guys made a good point about like the movie keeping you, um, like entertained throughout. But like, I felt like for me, it was just like bits and pieces throughout the movie that then captivated me. Whereas whereas like in other sci-fi movies or movies of that nature, I'm captivated throughout and I'm like at the edge of my seat. And even if it's a slow scene, I can still be like, oh man, I know some shit's about to go on, right? Like there's still more I need to know. And so I felt like that part was just generally lacking for me. But on the good note, I will say that Um, again, I thought the acting was good, like for what they had been given. I thought it was like, I don't agree with that last guy, that Barry guy, or whoever Mm -hmm. said Chris Pratt was uh black dramatic acting. I think he he did pretty good. Um, and and I also think all like the CGI and all the the sci fi stuff was really really good. Like, I thought that stuff was super cool. Fight scenes were cool, all the technology stuff was super cool. Um, so yeah, I think going into this movie, I was like ready to give it probably around like a 40. To a forty-five percent, maybe, but right now I think I probably just agree with what the critics rating is at like fifty-two percent. I think that's like where I'm at. So. Wow. Yeah, fair. fair. I think it's a good score. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, I'll I'll go because I've already kind of made my piece with this and talked about this movie, uh. So I'll make my final. Uh, summation short is that this movie doesn't give you enough to think about it longer and it's not funny enough for it to be worth a rewatch but it was for one sitting well it for me it was two but for as a total first and potentially final viewing it was it was good it was good and fine and there were things that I liked about it, but there were plenty of things that I wanted more out of it. I would give this movie a fifty-eight percent.
2: That's right. surprising.
3: Sorry, right,
0: go ahead, James. So
2: fi- oh no, fifty-eight percent. What was yours, Mike? I was. Uh,
3: same I was fifty-two. Fifty-two percent. Yep. Yep.
2: What, you got some shmarmy line to say as well, you critic?
3: I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Only the tomorrow slogan that I gave.
0: You wish oh, you yeah. could oh, go, go back in time and give it a better score, maybe? No, no. Uh, no, I... Uh, mm. I don't um, want to go... Worst to, score? Uh-oh, you actually <laughs> wanted it to be a 45. All right. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I really feel like we've we've... Uh, Explored this movie thoroughly, and I feel good about it. Uh, yeah. My main my main points stand as far as like I had a it was a good ride, and I I enjoyed my time with it, and it didn't overstay its welcome, including the comedy, which felt lighthearted enough, but didn't uh, dwell in it where I started to get annoyed or or upset for a two almost two and a half hour action movie. That's that's pretty hard. To keep me yeah, entertained for that, sure. like, that way, that was pretty hard. Like I'm, I don't know. I feel like totally I, I would, and going into this, going into this movie, not expect like low expectations. Maybe that benefited it more so than anything. If I had hyped it up more, so maybe that that might have been worse. I'm not sure, but I just like didn't really have a lot of expectations going going into it. Um The premise was solid. I thought that was like. An idea that could go in, in a diff- variety of different ways. Yeah, you could have the Denis Villeneuve sort of version. You could have the Christopher Nolan version. And this was like an action version of that idea of like people from the future coming back to tell you that uh, mm-hmm. there's a war to to battle. They didn't spend too much time on any one thing, but they presented a lot of interesting ideas and for a lot of people i can understand why yeah it's polarizing and and they maybe want to delve more into these ideas and they they want to pick just one and and get into it rather than just move from one thing thing to the to the next and have everything kind of be working in very vague sort of uh sort of ideas and, and elements um but that that being said the overall plotting and pace of it i thought that's what it was serving as the pacing of an action movie and that's that's mm. the ride that I was on and I, and I was looking for those, those aspects and, and found them if save for, uh, yeah, I just think that when he gets, he gets caught up with his daughter growing up, I just thought that was a lot of wasted time and they could have tightened it up like a toy a little bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just, just with that kind of stuff, yeah, great performances from both of them and a lot of one-on-one stuff, but I just, that was the one part where it, I would have I was honestly more interested in the alien. I think I was like, <laughs> what's going on with the alien back there? I kinda wanna see what's going on. and Not just like look at a screen or talk about all this other other stuff. Um <laughs> but then once it but then it ramped up again and they, they went to the snow and found a spaceship in the in the snow and everything and I was right back into it. And for I, had, I was I was impressed. I was I was impressed by how much uh i had a good time and how affected i was by some of the ideas uh it did give me a lot of feelings of like yeah i i think i would like this i like this movie a little bit less than edge of tomorrow i thought edge of tomorrow was like a solid action sci-fi movie that was like priority action as well but like cool like tom crescent tom cruise in like a mech suit doing groundhog day shit and emily blunt was so cool in that that movie too and it just kind of gave me like a feel of like oh cool like action movies are being made with like these fun sci-fi ideas and the same way that one was like borrowing from like groundhog day and other things this is borrowing from alien and the thing which are some of my favorite movies like the, oh yeah the, the, such the thing good movies and, and alien and like right. and and ridley scott and blade runner sort of stuff I don't so know. cool and edge of tomorrow it's like there's a i don't know like all all great movies um really hovering on a six or seven uh and I'm I'm gonna lean towards a seven, so I will nice. go sixty nine baby. This is gonna be my nice. That's be a my good score. Yeah. That's a great score. That was great Brandon, score. spring breakers score for Brandon, but this will be my first my first sixty nine. <laughs> that was more appropriate, yeah. I think. But I wish I could be more polarizing. I wish you'd just be like, you know what? Fuck you guys, hundred percent baby. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's pretty polarizing, honestly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It really uh, is. I'm think... I'm genuine. I'm really like surprised that like, I and I think that maybe the time of day I like I woke up this morning and watched it with a cup of coffee and uh, that's sometimes not the best time to watch a movie. But today it was just like in in the mood. I don't know. It was, uh, it was a it was a good time. I think Chris Pratt is a bona fide action star and it's a bummer to see Holy. his character in Jurassic World be like <laughs> like such a bummer, such uh, a bummer. And I'm looking forward to the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie because, like, all the sarcasm and and wit and everything and and sort of knowing glances and sort of shit that he does is um, is is great as as Star Lord and and Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Like that's and all like, oh, that's going to be great. But that Jurassic World character is is the worst example of the things that he's he's capable of, despite. Yep whatever reviews whatever his political leanings don't give a fuck like the less I can give a fuck about that the better unless it's egregious um but uh yeah it was it was a good time I enjoyed myself Mike it was great having you man if if uh, oh no we already it's, decided our next Brandon would if Brandon, or Mike if you want to just be here for this a little bit we we're going to talk about our next movie Brandon do you want to do space jam or do we move on from from we, it? we're gonna move on. We're not doing Space Jam. We're not doing Space Jam. All right, guys, I so tune w- in next week for me to go on a monologue about <laughs> <'cause you have laughs> for, about space. for two hours. I of me don't want to do it. My love for the first movie and then my uh, yeah. uh, conflicted feelings for the for the second one. Um, but, all <laughs> right, well, so we're moving on to, should I say it now? It will be Hook with the original Blarge. Uh, Corey hart this is the Hell new blarge yeah. that we've had with us today uh mike michael sims there's we got we've had two blarges with us already don't worry about knowing what that is there's no explanation um and but, you really only need to know the one blarge which is <laughs> the guy you have on next
3: week <laughs> yeah he was he was our uh our, we're our in our a first, yeah, our first you
0: guys are two spiral. different rafts mike it, it, yes. it's not yes. you're two thank different you, rafts
3: man. thank you and we're that's not... a perfect explanation to describe me and Corey Hart's relationship. Oh, like, of course. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him, I feel like I'm just right in sync with him. And like <laughs> I'm totally in tune with everything mm-hmm. that he's about. Um, but we Maybe never like yeah, yeah, it could be. Could, could be. be. That or could you're be. his son. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He, I love coming. the guy. He's an awesome guy. I think that's a perfect guess for for this next movie.
2: I'm excited. I've never like watched that movie all the way through. I I've been realizing. I, maybe as a kid, maybe as a child, but I do not remember. So it's going to be a, an experience for me. It's one of those, that's one awesome. of those, I'm so, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Like, you hear, you can feel the excitement when you bring it up with people, especially people our age, I feel like are just kind of like, Oh, totally. And even people we've talked about, like, Oh, we're gonna do hook. And it's just kind of like, Ooh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: That's remember, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember so much feeling the anxiety of being Robin Williams in that movie and being so affected by it, because it just came out, yeah, at the perfect age. I'm so excited to talk to a lifelong friend about it, because I think there's going to be so much commentary about where we're at, how, what it's saying, how it looks, who who's in it, all of those things. Yeah, it, it, I'm excited about it.
3: I'm tuning I'm, in for sure on that one.
2: Hell yeah. Well, it, it was... Truly. It's great an honor to have you, and, Mike. And a pleasure. Mike uh, please come back anytime. Any anytime you're perusing Rotten Tomatoes looking for a movie to watch. Or you watch a movie and be like, man, see this is this is my thing that I'm looking forward to. Is like I watch a movie and I haven't checked Rotten Tomatoes yet, and I watch it and I'm like, man, that movie was awesome. I need to check this. Yeah. I, like, and then you check the score and be like Oh wow! A lot of people didn't like this movie. Like you let us know, and we'll we'll make that like the uh, a movie. You, talk you're the about. guys
3: for this. Now. You're basically the Ghostbusters of polarizing movies. So That's what I'm saying. It's I, like
2: there there's a light that shows up in the sky when a polarizing movie comes out. We got to we got to <laughs> answer the call. The the bat the Batman call. I love it. I love this. Was super fun. I'm super yeah. glad
3: you guys invited me. Super honored to be on it. Uh, can't can't wait to see the next week's episode.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Glad to have you on, man. All it's right, it's been it's been chilly. Let's let's leave our our polar polarizing <laughs> landscape,
0: b- putting, putting
2: on my jacket. And now, guys, yeah, we gonna head it, out back again, into Mike. the back into the cold back home after this um, after this and, uh, this discussion by the fireside. I don't know what where,
0: where? <laughs> we're out of this crater in Russia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, the spaceship. Oh, <laughs> the spaceship in Russia. Yeah. We're back at it again. Next <laughs> next time. Thanks again, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh,
1: Bye, everybody.
2: Bye, everyone.